exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of us smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And we are here once again. Another week has rolled through. It's crazy how fast these weeks are ha- happening, huh? It's Groundhog Week. It is Groundhog Week, 100%. Um, well, we have an international show going on today. Uh, we have well, we have Dave, obviously, in the studio. He Somehow Dave came and saw me at the farm the other day. He stayed six feet away from me the entire time. <laughs> wore, wore his mask almost the entire time, not quite. He did pull it off at the end when he felt slightly more comfortable. <laughs> but, uh, man, Dave, you got a fucking career in bagel world. Let me tell you, those bagels are fucking Dude, amazing. They're so fire. They're good, man. Right? Yeah. I don't even like onions, and I love the onion bagel you gave me. Thank you. Wow, yeah. no onion bagels for Mark. Thank yeah. you. I fucking hate onions, but, yeah, they're great. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, well, we, uh, we'll, do, we'll do some dozen giveaways in the future uh-oh you know what it but is? I have, what's that they, they all go in yeah, everybody always talks about how you kind of have new york city water new york city water new york city water well i yeah. drive all the way to the el dorado springs wellhead and uh i get water there and holy moly and they have a they have a company in Louisville, el dorado springs i use their water and so you have uh you have uh new york city have... equivalent Quality water. Yeah, you know, again, quality is the most important part, right there. Yeah. At least that shit's not all full of fucking bullshit, right? I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm just having fun, not, you know, being lethargic and walking around my outside in the same circle all the time. So it's like now I have a little bit of a, a purpose during the day. I, I know when I have to get my starter going. Well, let's let's start out with the obvious. How much how much hate mail did we receive last week because of Dave's <laughs> Dave's going off? I have to say though, I had about 50-50 because I had the other way around too. I had absolute hate mail for Kev. I was like, okay, everybody, relax. <laughs> relax. I'm trying to give everybody a play a even playing field here. And I won. 50-50 is a winner, right? Then then I shot right in the middle. I, I yeah. offended as but, much as I appreciate got appreciated. But we, have, and- we we have officially lost viewers. 100% until you're gone. So I don't know. Okay. I, right. I mean, I, 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 offered, I offered them the job. I said, hey, you know, anytime I'm, I'm willing to step it up a game, you know, that's it. Not, not a problem. Um, point and counterpoint, one of those types of things back and forth. I don't think you know how to do that. I don't think you have, a, you have no idea how that works. No, I, I think I can. Just I was, it was so I didn't have enough time to really prepare and calm myself down and realize how I was going to behave <gasps> until that yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, just the fact that I respect you, I respect Mark, and I think you've put on a fantastic show here for the seven years before I fucking showed up, just trying to get some cash. And I 
just that you know my my own personal foible didn't think he had anything to add positive to the show i didn't think he had anything positive to add about what's going on right now and to take that position i he, he had his bully pulpit you know he was on every conservative talk show and talking about joining up with fox and hiring conservative attorneys to to think about suing costco I mean, are you kidding me? Really? So anyway, I'm over it. We're all over it. We're all over it. <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you. Um, I love so, the okay, cannabis today, plant. I love everything that it's done for me. Look at those graphics you know? from James Bean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how do you get your phone up there? That's great. Mine just disappears if I try to put it up there. I don't know. James Bean, man on the scene, is putting together some promo for us. That's awesome. So we have True uh, Cannabis is going to be calling in at the top of the hour in about 20 minutes. Um, calling in from, I think, from Spain, but he's UK-based originally. And he's uh, he's been there at a lot of key pivotal points in, in this industry. And we'll go over a couple of those. He's going to be... So it's going to be interesting. I, I I look forward to the conversation. James already knew right away. He's like, oh, you're going to love him. So I think we're going to get a, a – it'll be good. We're going to talk a little bit about, um, obviously, about the European game going on over there. Um, and just, I mean, he, he he's he's a man with many stories. So I that's like the to wear an the appropriate hour. international we shirt. We this also have – That's awesome. No, what? this is what they gave out the last night in Europe. From Spanibus for the, the hash oh, dash. Yeah. Oh, really? I, you know, that's, that's anyway, cool. keep going. Sorry, I'm fucking up already. Is, as <laughs> usual. Um, but we also have our monthly giveaway from Illuminar at the end of the show. So if you haven't actually entered it yet, it's you can still do it. You have plenty of time. You got three hours We're gonna have to, to put it. together. We're going to have to do it all ghetto like from my phone over my microphone. It's all right. Okay. Cool. All what right. would would we expect anything less than ghetto like on the show? Come on, my friend. Yep. Come okay. on now. Right. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to be doing our uh, monthly giveaway, three uh, fifteen ceramic metal halide from Illuminar Lighting. Uh, if you haven't entered, what you got to do is you just got to send to uh, Dundeal at adamdunshow.com. You send a quick note saying, "Hey, I need a light because dot 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 dot." up to you can be anything could be any reason could be stupid reasons could be a serious reason could be because you got no money could be because you just fucking you want free shit it doesn't matter we don't want to make we don't shave and show them how easy it is to grow with if, an aluminum lamp if you say that i can almost guarantee you're gonna win so that's see you're a winner strategic and smart you know you'll, you'll know the angles it should be a definite line definitely uh Putting down Dave in any way, shape, or form will we'll get you a guaranteed winner spot. That's all you have to do. So let's let's see how those letters roll in. They yeah, should be right? some good ones coming. Yeah, man, man. Um, uh, hey, real quick. Yes. What's the slider? Oh, slider. Okay, so that is an old school DJ. Wait, 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 hold on. Before you answer, wait. Back up and say I was able to pick up some serious. I mean, like I got a care package from the boss. Awesome. Yeah. And it was like how many different strains? It was sage and sour, slider. There was a delta. No, that's the uh, that's the tri the triangle kush, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Triangle kush. Then there was yep. kushage. Kushage. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What was the fifth one? The buku and the MK. The buku and the MK. The MK. Old school, right? Mm, yeah. How is that was, uh, my, that was my first time smoking MK ever, and it was fucking fantastic. Good. Yeah, well, for those of you um, out there in, in the world who haven't 
these are the strains you, you want to acquire. The sage they and sour are, is my favorite, though. Oh, my goodness, yes. I mean, something absolutely special. Fire, fire, fire. Yeah. I mean, it's it 100% wins on the visuals. That's for sure. There's no, there's no doubt about yeah, that. Sure. Um, I wouldn't have thought so, that too when I was watching you trim yeah. the, those big, huge plants like that. But no, it is. You are. But, but you were saying, you Slider. are Adam Dunn. So Slider is, um, uh, it's a Northern Light plant from. Uh, it came from originally. I, I got it uh, here in the states from a friend of mine who picked up the seeds from Tony from Sagar Mother Seeds back in Amsterdam, mm. and I believe that Tony got it actually from DJ Short back when he was working together with him. Um, it's an NL2 hybrid, I believe, and it was, but it's really, as you can tell by the buds, it's not a pretty plant. It's one of those things where it's, it's. I mean, every clone looks the same where they're just like, there's a top part of the plant and there's a bottom part of the plant and that's the way it is. There's really no, it's not like, a, it's not a one continual thing. So like if you, you can't chop either of them off either because if you try to top the plant, it just keeps going sideways and turns uh, into yeah. even, more, even more floppy. Yeah. Um, and, and if you try to cut the bottom stuff off, you end up with this really weird top heavy plant. So it's a really like, you have to just let it go. It's like yeah. it's like a plant only a mother could love kind of thing where you, yeah. you normally would be like you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Get rid of that thing. That thing's horrible, right? And then but then when you've actually smoked it and what I like about it is it has that really electric kind of green vibe to it, which is like like almost a yellow green kind of thing going on. And you don't see so much stuff with that right. profile anymore. It's kind of like yeah. in a different kind of light though, like a bright, it's like a bright fluorescent kind of color to it which i which i appreciate and uh it kind of reminded me of this thing i had back in the day that i got from oregon which the name totally was lost in the shuffle because the plant i couldn't i couldn't keep it around because it it was so unruly the way it grew it kind of grew in these like circular patterns so it would just never want to stand up straight and if you tried to like compensate it with a stick it would then grow the opposite way and all of a sudden it would be like now it'd be heavy on this side of the plant. So, I, um, but, it, but I did, but what I liked about it was that it would grow. If you could, it's like one of these kind of plants. If you had to pick any plant to grow as a hanging plant, this would be the one because all the lower branches just want to hang. And so it's kind of a weird, like, it's, you know, yeah, again, it's so it's a weird, it's a weird one, but I thought it was interesting and Maybe definitely no time mark to ask the, the bag of field advice on what's going on with your uh, how is your little sprouting how's your sprouting sprouts <laughs> i'm having a bad experience oh. so far <laughs> <laughs> so i had what's them, going on i had them in paper towels in between plates for like the first two days mm -hmm. i had it on a, mm -hmm. a heating pad right no yeah bad. already oh uh, yeah maybe yeah, yeah. Could, so, could be bad so nothing <laughs> happened there and then i put them in water and then they sprouted right uh-huh so the, too so, hot huh yeah. 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 Okay. Was it drying out too? Did it dry Did you see him? out? Mark, also? he's got yeah. the hand up here. Yeah. Right. Mark, yeah. I know. Like, like, <laughs> he doesn't like what he's here. He's way over the nose. If he was under the nose, you might be okay. But he went way <laughs> up here, man. That, like, yeah. That's yeah. a no, I mean, right there. Uh, you're you're yeah. fucking up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then they sprouted in the water and then I put him back. Now, I put him back yeah. in a paper towel. Uh, to get no, out. no, 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 yeah, no. should have just no, yep. Keep, don't go, but never go back, never go, never back. go back, okay, 
If you see them opening up and you pull them off the thing, you better Uh just to throw them into some soil right away because there's, there's, Things are going, you know, whereas the, the paper towel now that w- once you broke that seal, you know what I mean? Because as yeah. they come out, there's little tiny hairs that are, come off that roots that are going to grab into that paper towel. And so even though you <clears throat> you probably didn't feel it when you pulled it away like that, you kind of gave the plant that like, oh, you tore it away from its mother. Basically, you were like Trump tearing children away from their oh. parent you were that guy you were just you ripped it right out of his hands that's like, now a oh. verb when you trump your plant <laughs> you trump you trump the plant you yeah. pull it off the towel too uh, yeah, yeah you, fuck, you fucked up too yeah, yeah you, fucked you, up. you you weaned it a little too early okay, <clears throat> okay. so um, there you go yeah paper towels sucked paper towels are good for like for like uh being able to kind of regulate what's going on and to keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the more you keep an eye on it, the more you fuck it up. You know what I mean? So you're better off to just technically, I think if you can just put them into directly into a starter, either uh, cocoa or, or just some light soil <clears throat> or even, you know, even rock wool or whatever, some sort of starting medium, whatever you're going to grow it into, like if you're going to grow in rock wool, then you should start it in rock wool. If you're going to grow in cocoa, you should probably start it in cocoa. And if you're going to, you know, just that's the way I feel like it's sure. the best. Cause then whenever you transplant that plant, it's going to be like lock into the next one really easily. Got it. Okay. So well, I'll try not to fuck mm-hmm. it next time. I think, uh, and anyways, I got spooked putting it outside and everything too. So like, I think I'm just going to get lights and a tent and do it proper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sounds good. that sounds like a plan. podcast yeah. doing a, a a light giveaway this month. I can't win. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can't win. Of course you can. Nah. Come on, you just you just call your boy up. Oh yeah, Polly, and you say, "Yo, Paul, oh, is this?" Then he win. He'll be perfect. He's the perfect guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, we'll just call the luminar. And yeah. say, hey, Mark wants to grow a little bit and help his puppy grow out. I'll figure it out. I, I have, I have, I have. Did you have your mom help you out at all? Did you have, did you have your mom come down and help you? No. No? It works no. for Adam. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. That's the best advice I have right there. Oh, yeah, just, you, I need yeah, to. Did you, did you get my, you got my note, right? Was that, that what my family decided? Yes. My family decided we, we are adopting, we, we want Adam's mom. So no, you, you, you want to be adopted. On, you want to be yeah. adopted. That's yeah. That's well, if, if she ever goes on waivers, we'll pick her up. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. as our mom. You know, it's uh, she's awesome. By the way, <laughs> you know, I mean, really. I've got it. Yeah. One day, I'll have her scheduled on her like uh, her tour. I wanted to get her like. My whole thing with her is to get Winnebago. Her and Freddie hit the road and go see all their friends because she's got friends all over the place and they're all just dying for her to come there. They're like, come on, Ace. Come help me make things work. You know, it's, as you can tell, she's a busy person, right? She's, yeah. she's got to be she's always doing something. So you got a dozen chickens. There's horses roaming. It's a, yeah, 13 it's chickens. A well, well-to-do thir- place. Thir- 13 chickens. chickens. Yep, exactly. The eggs um, are great, by the way. I mean, really, really, I mean, tops. And we and we 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 spend money on eggs. That's our primary. My, uh, my mom uh, cooks rice every morning for them. Like cooks them fresh, like fresh hot rice in the morning. I'm like, oh. it's fucking nuts. I'm like, uh, they're chickens, you know. But and then, <laughs> but, but she also puts a ton of paprika in there. We put paprika in the rice, you know. Cause they can't taste spice so they can just eat a shitload of paprika and then that makes the eggs 
robust and orange. Yeah. Yeah. You like that. You like that. I there. You know what? They're the only the only eggs that I felt had a would have a more robust yolk are those blue ones for eight bucks a dozen, you know, at the King Super. And you know what? I'd rather have yours. Although if now that I hear that Ace feeds them rice every morning, it might cost you eight bucks a dozen just to get them out of them. Way more than that. I mean, it's the most expensive <laughs> eggs in the world when you start figuring it all out. You know? The love, the amount of love that goes into every one of those. We got a little peekaboo from James Bean over here. Yeah, I know. He's, he's like opening and closing. <laughs> we, we see you. We see you. Peekaboo. He can come in. He can he can come in. We can we can we can yeah, start the conversation. Yeah. What's up? Bring Pops? it in. Knock, 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 knock. Look, we're only four two we're only two minutes later than we said. How good is that? Normally we're I know I, I tried hard to get here quick. Did you? Where went you from the living room to the to the to the other room? Or <laughs> no, from the mountains. <laughs> from the mountains to the plains. Wow, uh, I was bring the mountains. Did you oh. pick up your uh did you pick up your uh Oh, would, you have, would you have a big trailer or something like that? Would you have a big caravan or something? Uh, travel trailer. <laughs> Where's ours? Yeah, I need one of them. Yeah. Where's ours? Where's ours? Where's oh, ours? No looting. Hey, calm it down now. No looting. No, yeah. no protests here. Oh, yeah. uh, I'll get the. I'll oh, get the. Oh, too soon. Too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> you don't. You don't. You don't make the looting jokes while the looting is actually yeah. going on. You wait at least a day. No, I do. I try. I try to get all the love. But uh, no. So you, you want me to come on like fifteen minutes? Early, so, uh, you got yes, I want you. On. I want Biker you. Biker mask. Who's got biker mask? I have biker mask. Dave. Oh yeah, his own customs. Gator man. There you go. I'll trade you, James. You send me <laughs> one of yours. I'll send you one of these. You get Fair to hear me on your yeah, nose. Okay, I'm what, I have to get a mask on? Yeah. No. No, no, no. That's why we don't have to wear a mask, because we're we're six feet apart from each other. <laughs> <laughs> Contaminate yourself, I guess. Did you watch any of those news programs that were saying, we like, go. I'm in the studio, and there's my partner over there, 20 feet on the other side of the studio, all breathing the same air inside. Oh, look, you got one. There you go. Oh, that's a sure. good one, though. Nah. Pro, move, move that little thing out so we can see the beard off the bucket. <laughs> it's a little filter. It's a little, 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 little. I can, I can tuck it up. It's like the master sauna. Yeah, Marx is the best though. Mine breaks the rules though. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, got, yeah that's right. I got the neck seal going on here. Next seal. Oh, Marx breaks Adam screen. Dunn rules. God, what a weird world we live in these days. Isn't it crazy? I mean, it, it's just a. It's he has just, everyone's just a release. It's, it's been brewing for a long time, and now it's uh, more Darth Vader stuff. More. <laughs> oh sweet! I am your father. I exactly. Father. Exactly. Oh, yes. How was your week, James? Uh, busy and uh, chaotic as as normal. This uh. This week, of course, we we all know the last week we talked about Duke, and I definitely appreciate all the love we got on that. Um, we yeah, this, uh, I saw we did. I saw we did, did, did pretty good, right? Yeah, we got a nice nice chunk of money built up there, um, and then uh, fucking GoFundMe hits me back with the normal, then starts doing the normal questioning, and I'm like, you son of a bitch! So they they froze the account for putting it under review, oh. and I was like, motherfuckers. 
And so they wanted they wanted uh, Duke Diamond, if that's his real name, is he on the phone? That I'm like, fuck, I'm not going to give you fucking Tommy's God name. You know what I mean? I'm not going to. Can't can't tell you that. And they're like, and, and and the picture isn't going to support anybody. It's supporting a Dominion seed company. And I was like, oh fuck. And they're like, and you can't do any uh, no auctions, no promotions, no no promises for gifts. And then in the write up, it said that Gene was going to do some of the auctions. Oh my so, god! Uh, you, broke, you, broke, you broke every rule. You broke every fucking rule. Possible. Why didn't you talk to Adam first? He'll tell you about all the rules. I'm not a GoFundMe guy. I don't we don't, I don't we don't do charity things a lot around here. So I'm not wasn't real familiar with all this stuff. And um, you know, it's it's anytime you raise that amount of money, you know, you get you raise red flags and so they were right. looking at it look at the account and want to make sure everything was kosher but as of this afternoon dusty uh is on my team she she really busted ass on it but um as of 2 p.m this afternoon we got it back up we got the accounts linked back up so i'm gonna go into duke's duke's wife's bank account and that's awesome and they got the page back up uh, good for you james thank you so much that's a that's what a thing to do it was a serious stressor. i was like mother real clap not a golf clap real clap it's one of those things, like I told Duke, like when you know when it happens to me, I'm gonna you're, you're gonna be the guy that I call. So, <laughs> and you're gonna hear crickets. You'll be like, why? Why do I hear crickets? Why no. am I hearing crickets? <laughs> what, what is going on? Never, never, never with Mr. Duke. He's good. He's a good guy. So, um, I talked to him yesterday. Uh, we got the new lawyers working on it. That at this point in time, they're just it's it's. In the federal government, in the feds, everything's done by a point system. You have so many points, that equals a certain sentencing guideline. Um, and uh, for being a felon in possession, there's a certain sentencing guideline that he's going to fall into. And and that's between 10 months and like 65, 80 to 80 months. And so somewhere in there, we've got to get a good attorney. 10 months to 80 months? That's a huge yeah, difference. Like 10 to 24 on the federal scale. Well, that's why federal situations, 98% of them go to plea bargain. And this, the thing about this is that this isn't even a plea bargain or this is, I mean, and, and I, the way I knew the number was 98, you know, the feds win 95% of their cases, but this isn't a case to be won or, or lost. Like we, we initially essentially beat the Missouri case, but the fact that Missouri legal saw Duke a felon with whether it was one, whether it was 50, whether we prove it, whether we don't prove it. Another legal, another law jurisdiction found Duke in possession. And so that's that's good enough to violate him. It doesn't matter if they're right, they're wrong. The, we suppress this, suppress that. Missouri essentially dropped it. He violated his 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 terms. And so there's no way around that. And you know, we spent so much time fighting the Missouri shit when it comes out, it didn't even really matter. So now now they fight the sentencing guidelines and bring in mitigating circumstances and this and that and try to get you know, the right thing. Right but yeah, it's it's already a done deal. He just has to now get the, get the numbers. Did they give you the done deal? You're like, can I just get the done deal on this part? <laughs> hey, done deal outside, please. 10 months. Whatever you, whatever you want to sentence me to, I'd be 30% off. Yeah, a year and a day. A year and a day, please. That's right. Yeah. So... Well, we're sending all positive thoughts his way and hoping it really turns out for the best. Definitely. I was talking about, about writing his book, and he, he said he had traded a couple of soups to get, a, to get a notepad, and so he's going to start writing his book, and he's going to write some stories in there along with some great clips and whatnot. So you know, that's guy, he's got an MP3 player now. I told him you know, some music to go download, which is cool. I guess he didn't have MP3 players when I was in, but you got, I guess, a kiosk. You can email people and do some things now. So 
it's 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 a it's no fucking picnic. Don't get me wrong, but it's it's better than a, than it was at, at a certain point in time. Um, and he's doing he seems positive. He seems to be on the up and up. Good to hear. Definitely. Um, and is he a, he's a now moved to a federal facility, or is he actually still is sitting in the same place waiting to be moved? He's still in Missouri. He's just in a different tank where they hold the federals, and then. Um, yeah. They'll once yeah. they you know come to a plea bargain and whatnot, they'll either do it there and quick, or they'll move him. Only a federal holding facility or an, or an FTC, like a federal transfer center. Like so, when I went to Oklahoma, they when they flew me to Oklahoma, the fucking plane flies up to the up to the jail, and you get out of the plane and you're in prison. In this and there's these two towers, and it's just it's the weirdest, coolest thing. Of course, the plane is fucking duct taped. Like when it takes off, all the shit starts falling down and shit. And you're like, oh my god, uh, it's pretty bad. But, um, but yeah, that's so that's just there's, there's a transfer center in Oklahoma, one in VA, one in uh, Seattle. So they'll just they'll, they'll they'll diesel therapy and we're transferring to uh, to another holding facility. But he can get he can do everything he needs to where he's at. So hopefully they're gonna plead and get him out. He's got two new lawyers on the scene since since the donations. So that's good. That's for awesome. sure. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's break down the the show we have today. Since uh, you you've been chatting with true Can- true cannibalists uh, and obviously vibing on his stories, so I thought. And, and if you think we're going to get along, then we know it's going to be a good show, right? So, um, yeah, looking, no, that's the thing. You guys haven't even talked yet, and so once like nope, I time see, like Amsterdam, go, and then you guys are just like bond. You know this? Oh, I knew that totally, mate. Do you know this? What's <laughs> oh, the bluebird? What's the bluebird? Oh, I love fucking bluebird. <laughs> yeah, right. You know this? Because sure. he was just blowing me away. I was like, fuck, man, you're just you're vetting. You're telling me so much shit right now that I've heard, but now it's is vetted and now coming from a, a third party source in fucking Spain. Like that's, that's, you know, all these stories must be true. Like what I've heard about this, this, and this, you just vetted for me and you don't even know what I know on those sides of stories. But you just told me the same fucking thing, which is great when that happens. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, it's nice. It's nice when, it's nice when you have a, like an idea of something and it gets uh, justified by somebody like that. So, um, yeah, the blue. yeah, totally. And, 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 you, and what strains um, of his are your top sort of things that you've been pushing? Cause how long you've been actually been selling his seeds for? Um, I've been talking to true for about a year now. Um, I did an internet post with, you know, who am I sleeping on? Who do you think I should, I should be picking up? Um, he was the, the top one that came back, like with the most comments. And yes. then Cormorant Ricky was like, jump on this guy and pointed up. And I was like, shit, Cormorant Ricky's fucking speaking out for you. I must there be. Must nice. And there he is as we speak. See that? It's like Beetlejuice. Well, his audio oh, has a connection. Two Okay. Hang on one sec. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming in, there and there he is. Hey, guys, can you hear me okay? Yes, we can. Yes, sir. How you doing? Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, that's perfect. I can hear you. It took me a second. Awesome. I was just saying, it's like Beetlejuice. We mentioned you three times, and there you were. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Nice to be here. It's a pleasure to be on. You hanging out in Welcome. Spain right now? Is that where you're Yeah, at, I'm in Barcelona. Like Barcelona, Barcelona. Are you in lock? Are you? You have a house. You you have your own place there. You're in lockdown in your own yeah, spot. You, yeah, I've got my own cool. spot. Uh, I've been to the today. It's interesting. Yeah, you were asking me, Dunn, which which of his of his strains we sold the most of. I'm actually we've sold them all. I'm actually out of stock on everything except for the Kimoncello. 
But his truth flew out of here. The Kibbenade flew out. The, the Tip Talk Magoo flew out. They all they all went. I've got to get, like I said, I also have everything except for the Kibbenchello. Awesome. So. The, other, the other ones that I didn't send with the first lot, they're actually en route at the moment. So the strains that you didn't get the first time, they'll be with you hopefully within the next week. So there'll cool. be another drop coming soon. So I'm excited about that one. That's a couple of the new releases as well. So that's all right. I know you were uh, quarantined to the whole Spain thing, right? Yeah, yeah, quarantine. But I lived that's out right, in the like a half a sheet, and then you disappeared for a while. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Much. <laughs> <laughs> I had plenty of interest in supplies, so I've done okay in lockdown. Growing kind of prepares you for isolation, I think. Yeah, it's actually it's crazy how fast the weeks have gone by for me now because, like, normally I'm I'm doing a hundred things and I'm dealing with the plants, but now I'm just pretty much at home with the plants and, and it's like hours go, you know, I know how, how it is in the room. Like if I go in for three or four hours, it goes by quick, but now like the weeks are just sailing by where I'm just like, Holy shit, I'm already on cycle number. We're on like a cycle and a half down on this one, you know? And it's like, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a nice feeling actually just for, for them being able to be around the plants more. You could have started a strain, called it COVID at the beginning of this. You'd be harvesting now for the last couple of weeks, right? So it's, oh, there, you know, we've been locked down a long time. <laughs> well, it puts things into perspective too, though, if you're like, uh, like, especially with like my cloning and stuff, I've noticed uh, um, before I would just kind of on a weekly basis, I'd see if they, if they weren't rooting at the beginning of the week, by the end, middle of the week, that when the next time I came, they'd be blasting, you know what I mean? And now I'm watching it progress through the stages and seeing my spots. So um, you, you started off in, you, you, from the UK, obviously, but uh, where where did your cannabis career, uh, as far as commercial or, or as far as making seeds or getting into breeding, when did that all start? Yeah, my, my breeding starts an interesting one. It all like a lot of people hear the name associated with it and it's like red flag straight away. The first ever breeding project I ever done was uh, outsourced by ResDog. I was doing a ChemDog IBM <laughs> for him. And when you told me that, I was like, click, hello, print color. Yeah. Right. Right. And, I know. Uh, as the universe is, you know how the universe is, it always, uh, it does strange things for good reasons and that grow got lost. So that was my connection with him pretty much died off after that, luckily. I was kind of what, glad in a way looking back at it. <laughs> what, what, year, what year was that? That was 2008 or nine, maybe. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, in my mind, I was thinking it'd probably be around 2008 or something because that seems to be about the time when like it was, he was interesting to a lot of people in Europe because he brought sour flavors that hadn't been really seen and and that much you know and even though it was about it's funny because my friend I, I actually i got arrested one time at my own shop like because the cops came in with an excise tax search or something and then they found a bunch of uh wet weed in my freezer that was like already ran weed that <laughs> was like like 10 pounds of fucking frozen weed or whatever so they arrested me and when i came out like then a couple, you know, six hours later, uh, a friend of mine brought me a bud of Rez's uh, IBL sour that was like, and he's like, gave it to me and like, was like, what do you think? You know, and I was like, wow, it's pretty close, but 
to me, it was about 85%. You know what I mean? It was like, it wasn't quite there yet. And I can see that being the, the, the thing that got everybody interested. Hard for um, people now to like get their head around it. But back then there were so few seed companies and there was a whole different, like the way things ran was so different. And he got the East Coast sour diesel or made seeds at a time mm-hmm. and no one else did. And right. it was a revolutionary flavor. When people mm-hmm. did that, it's one of those joints I say, if you pass it around at a party, people look at the joint for answers. They hit it and look <laughs> at it, and then they look around to see if they can get an answer from someone around in the room. Right. And they right. want to know. That had that, and it was just a revolutionary flavor. So even back then, before he turned out to be a rat, when he was just a douchebag online, even mm-hmm. people like him were willing to just put that to the side and grow his stuff and even when half of his stuff was Herman and there was issues people were finding one that was okay and they're like fuck mm-hmm. it that's that'll yeah. do me i've got what i need fuck the hermes i can i can bite the bullet on those so he was just pumping out so many of the elites and then obviously mm-hmm. he connected with chemdog and the minute he connected with chemdog he got the whole chem family cuts and at that point, it opened up another fucking variety of cuts that he was able to breed with and had a monopoly on pretty much. So he got to the point where even early on, he couldn't keep up with the seed production. Mostly because not only was he moving a lot of seeds, but he wasn't able to make a lot. I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but he never had good numbers. Hmm. So it was easier for him to start asking other people and farming it out. And especially when the seed sales were based in Europe anyway. So that's when he, he hit me up because I was spending a lot of time on the East Coast, hanging out with friends and around all of those things. And I fell in love with the chem line. So, Sure. Well, yeah. And from coming from the UK too, where it's like, it's so dominated by cheese and, and there's really like the, it, it's, it's interesting how England always being so close to Amsterdam and being that they are actually really good farmer, like good gardeners, like they just in their genetics, you know, just in their in the background, like great farmers, but they somehow couldn't really nail those kind of exotic flavors. They always kind of, it's like, I don't know, it seemed like England accepted such lower quality weed from Holland all the time that I think they, <laughs> they lowered, they lowered their standards too much. You know what I mean? And they didn't understand. So, it's, so it was like, you, you, I always found like very far and few between I'd find English people that appreciated good weed because they just were so stuck on their kind of, you know, mids at best <laughs> for the most part, you know? So I'm sure I, for, I'm, it was kind of eye opening to go to this to America for you, huh? Yeah. I found, you know what it is? You know, when you say that a lot of it is because with the OGs, for instance, no one could grow them right without getting them like so full of nitrogen and burning black that everyone yeah. kind of gave up on them quick and they weren't really blowing up to begin with. It took a while for people to really get into the the growing of different strains. And like the sour diesel, for instance, I know a bunch of people that have had that cut, and when I've smoked it, if I didn't know it was legit, I wouldn't believe it was because they haven't got it dialed, and it just doesn't taste like the real deal if it's not dialed in right. And it's one of those awkward cuts. Like I I know people in in Europe, there's a cut of sour diesel from Res, and it's called the Riri cut. And that one tastes like the real sour diesel. But the difference is you can give that to a hundred growers and all of them will get it to taste how it should. 
If you gave mm-hmm. the Coast Sour Diesel cut to those same 100 growers, you'll be lucky if 10 of them got it to taste how you want, where you're like, yeah, this is the one. Right, right. And that thing, people are now well, taking time and the UK now has got hungry for those flavors and now people are just on point to another level. There's so many no-till growers and people have just got become obsessed and it's kind of the quality's just boomed over the last three to five years kind of thing. It's it's really got up there. Well, yeah, anything grown locally is going to be superior to something that's flown in. If you can do it right, you have to dial it in, of course. But, but if you can skip that entire moving it from A to B process, you'll have a superior product in the long run. But yeah, I, I, I had the same issues with, I have a, uh, uh, chem double D from, from him that we got a mail from, which is amazing. And I lost the mail about two years ago, but I did a lot of crosses with it and everything we hit with it was great, but I never had the, passion to put it out there because I was always a little bit like, yeah, don't really want to even bring his name up, but you kind of have to, if you want to explain what it is, you know what I mean? You know what, bro? It'll probably make you feel better to know that I don't think he actually done that line himself. Oh, good. Yeah. I figured it was good. That's why I like the chem line because he always done the sour projects and he had someone else who I like doing the chem projects and I was around that and saw all of the like the different back crosses so that was why I always favored that when I started doing my own projects mm-hmm. yeah the chem when you breed with the right chem male magic can happen it just <laughs> so many good traits across yeah and it was like uh, uh, but it was funny because we, we we had we had to you know presented to G and we had to show it to everybody. And it's kind of like, you still had to put your head down a little bit as yeah, you talked about it. Like you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't be like, yeah, Chem no, 91. I know it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's a chem double D. You have to say like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so moving from your first initial project, was that for like, so real, just, real quick on that. Uh, when, so when, when Trudy said you have the right Kim male, everything works out well. There, there is no Kim male. He killed the first one. So what is that statement? Clarify that for me. Do you know what I'm, uh, do you know, if you know what Kim D smells like, and then when you're growing the right seed line and the seedling smells like Kim D, you know, <laughs> That's yeah. the one. <laughs> and that's how I found my males. When it's got that baby poo, rotten meat, fart gas, fuely stink. Oh, sounds very nice. It's a Kim Cross. It's, it's a more dominant leaning Kim Cross. It's not yeah, a Kim that's exactly it. Yeah, that's it. Like a Kim Back Cross or a San, I'm using a San Fernando Valley Kim. That's what I use for the truth. Oh, and, nice. Just, just, uh, just keeping it clear for everybody out there. Yeah. Yeah, good catch. Good, good, say good you use the right girl scout with your male and be like, "What?" Right. No, and actually, as he said it, I was thinking in the back of my mind, like, kind of a weird statement because of the fact that it's so famous. It's the, the it's the famous one that had you know they had the male, they just didn't keep it. They just, yeah. oh, why would you want to keep that? You know, they like fuck, throw that thing away. So, uh, but everyone when, on that thrown away male before they were breeding. Yeah, you know, and and. <laughs> I mean, it's like a lot of, it's a lot of stuff in our industry when you're not doing specific part of that, like, like how many people I, when bubble bags and making hash first kind of became a thing and you, you and people brought you a, a bag of, of stuff and you'd be like, Oh yeah, cool. And you'd hand it back to them. Their whole, 
they'd have the same feel. They'd have the same thing as you were talking about, like trying to give the answer from the joint. They'd be like, you can see their brain just going like, holy shit, I threw I'm away, away yeah. hun- <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, oh my, and then there'd be a, yeah. ah, it's too much to deal with. But when you were doing that first project, was that, that was um, for, uh, for him, but you had already done some breeding, I would assume, before that, or that was just kind of no, like... No, I had done no breeding before that, bro. Up until that point, I... So I that's his... So that's my... His, his ideas to find people who have no, no, Hey, you've never grown ever in your life. Would you like to make a siege line for me? That's kind of what I, that's kind of classic res, right? He had morons, <laughs> he had morons making seeds for him. It was yeah. an upgrade for me doing it for him. You know, some of these like stupid friends that were like having like electricity cut out three, four times a day, come back mm-hmm. there's no electricity for a day like all kinds of crazy shit so when he had me for instance <laughs> able to do it, someone who's competent he was like all right well is all i need you to do is do an ibl so i don't have to give you the cut because he didn't like giving up cuts is all i've got mm-hmm. to give you is enough seeds for you to select some good females some good males and do an open pollination mm-hmm and to be honest, it's like at that point of my growing career, I was like, I was starting to think about what things I would like to make and flavors I'd combine because I felt I'd got to a point there where I had a good base knowledge of all the different things. And I tried pretty much everything I wanted to try that was out there. And now I was starting to think of things in my own mind that I couldn't get. So, so the thought of breeding was there and I was learning a lot. And when he come up with the idea for me, I was like, yeah, all right, let me give this a try. And I, and I did, I enjoyed it. I loved it. Finding those males and having something stand out. It did. It was, it was, it it was such an enjoyable process that Mm -hmm. once that project got lost because it was robbed because that's growing in prohibition countries. What happens? (laughs) So what I've done after that is I had a whole selection of my own females and the males still. So that was kind of the first, the first seed line was chem IBL like males from the second back cross hit to my selections from over the last like maybe six or seven years. Gotcha. And what, what, before that, what was your kind of uh, main thing that you were growing for as far as personal? What was your like favorite strains? I was obsessed with everything from America, so. Early on, I had like the Oregon Kid OG Kush S1s when they dropped. So we had OG Kush straight away. Uh, I was running like Grateful Head Seed stuff. I had the Casey Jones cut that's big in Europe. I won the IC Mag in 2007 with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started kind of like with the European brands uh, in the early 2000s, buying the things that were available in Europe. But once I was on Overgrow, like 2001, and I started seeing all of the American breeders and discovered Seeds Direct. That was when it kind of opened up a whole new world for me. And then kind of from 2001 onwards till like the mid-2000s, I was just obsessed buying all different kinds of seeds, going to the IC Mag Cup, doing test grows on IC Mag, and just kind of grow as much as I could and document it and learn about it and get good at it. I didn't think about breeding. I just wanted to grow everything first. I know a lot of friends that had bred straight away and made their own little things, but for me, it weren't really yeah. in my mind to begin with. I just wanted to be better. I kept seeing people produce so much better weed than me. The idea mm. that I was going to 
make any seeds. I like, I need to get my flower game up before I think about ever making seeds. Yeah, no, no, you do it the right way because I, that that is, it's not a good idea to start breeding before you even got your kind of finger on the pulse of the plants yet because you're chasing your tail at that point, you know, in my opinion. And, and a lot of times, because people now try to go straight from, you know, zero to hero on the, on the, on the thing is you gotta, you have to actually have, uh, some sort of cornerstone in your, in your, in your breeding program. And that has to be something I think you should have at least grown for, you know, five years, six years, something like that. Just, and more likely even 10 years because you, after you've grown something enough times, it's like you have it so dialed in that when you, uh, when you make crosses with it, you already know what you're looking for and you can kind of, you know, actually see it compared to like people who just are thinking like, you know, thinking is like a color palette where you're like, Oh, okay. So if I take cookies and cross it with gorilla glue, it's going to automatically be a winner because you got two winners, but then they get all these like recessive weird shit popping up. And then they're like, Oh, wonder why this is not working out. And you're like, yeah, because they're two very overly bred polyhybrid plants that are not necessarily easy to just slap together with something else. But if you grew the same one over and over and over and over again, you tend to, uh, you know, have that so deep in you that you can, you know, make those, uh, choices a little bit more educated in my opinion. hundred percent, bro. It's like in life, I feel like experience builds common sense and instinct in you. And once you've got that experience, you do have a much better instinct for it. And like you say, you get a better idea of what things are going to work and what things are going to blend, what are going to clash. And yeah, it gives you direction and ability to have a little bit of a fault in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so from that first, pro- from that first, uh, res project, did you, uh, I mean, uh, how, when you say you got robbed, did the room get robbed or did the yeah, product get robbed the, after the room got robbed? So everything got lost from that, but I had everything backed up. So mm-hmm. then I ended up teaming up with, uh, another friend that had a company called Connoisseur Genetics. And then that's where we took the chem back cross line crossed all my selection females and that was the first project we've done together and that was kind of my and, and were you growing uh hydro at the time or are you growing a soil or cocoa. Kind of- i've always been a cocoa grower yeah. yeah the first grow i ever done was soil and then after that i've been in cocoa ever since i've done soil grows indoors outdoors and tried different things but the whole time i've always been a cocoa grower mm-hmm it's a, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good in between vibe just cause you kind of get your hands slightly dirty. I mean, they don't get as dirty as they would if you're using real compost, but you know, get a little dirt under your, a little cocoa under your, under your nail once in a while, once in a while. But no, it does give you that feeling and you can kind of, uh, you can create a little bit of a, of a rhizosphere and you can get, you can start to use some beneficials and you can get things kind of going on. Uh, I mean, it's, I find it easier to, um, to when I'm doing like a room with multiple strains, I find it mm-hmm. a little easier to not have any deficiencies or anything when mm-hmm. I run cocoa than when I'm running soil. You know, if I, if yeah. I wanted something of the best quality, then I'm going to do organic soil on the a, on a smallest scale that I can to really dial it. But when yeah. like at the moment, I think I've got like maybe 40 different cuts in mm-hmm. a room under three lights. <laughs> so yeah. 
to run those. Yeah. Uh, when I'm in soil, it's so hard to get them all right. But when I'm in coke, I can just kind of give half feed measures mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything's kind of just okay. And it's not as good as it could be, but for that many strains, it's kind of the best way for me to balance those kind of situations. But I'm looking yeah. into liquid soil and moving into that direction slowly, mostly for my own personal use and then overall. How is- have you noticed um, anything different with growing, making seed production though on cocoa compared to on soil? Because I always, I kind of went back to soil from that point of view because my whole thing was living in Holland for so long. It's such a hydro-based place. You know, first I was doing aeroponics, and then I was doing deep water culture, and then I was doing, uh, you know, NFT, and I was on rock wool, and I was like always staying away from soils for some reason in my mind, I thought that was superior. And then, but when I would make seeds like outdoors, when I would make seeds, they would always be so much better than my indoor seeds. Like I'd be like, wow, like the quality of the seed and the consistency and the the thickness of the shell. And that was my biggest problem on on what I noticed on cocoa is I was getting a lot of times thinner shells. Do you ever get that? You ever notice that? Um, Bro, you just, um, what you're going to tell, what I'm going to tell you now is exactly what you've just said to me. Basically, okay. the seeds I've ever made in my life mm-hmm. were outdoors in Barcelona with dragonfly earth medicine and mm-hmm. worm casting teas. The seeds are so big, I can't fit 15 in a vial. So I have issues putting the number of seeds in the packaging to sell. Mm-hmm. The seeds mm-hmm. are so fucking big. They're like walnuts. It's like right. every, every strain. It wasn't strain dependent. I've got certain strains that mm-hmm. are big seeds, but everything is huge. So they're the most incredible seeds. That's why I said I'm heading towards the organic soil because I've seen what it can do when it's mm-hmm. done right. So yeah. Yeah. now it's going to be a slow transition, <laughs> but I'm on my way there. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a lot to do with what uh, growing is really based a lot on your location. Like if you live somewhere that has access to great soil and you are in the country and you're growing hydro, it's stupid, right? You should be growing soil. But then you're living in the city and you want to grow 100% organic and it's just a pain in the ass to, to, to build, you know, and you live on the 32nd floor in your apartment and you're, you're trying to create a, a organic environment. It's like, eh, you know, you're never going to really get there, but whatever, good, good luck. Try. Um, so yeah, it depends a lot on your situation, I guess. And if you have access to, to good, good organic inputs. When I was in Brazil, I was like shocked. I was there. My friend's like, Oh, I want to grow. I'm like, cool. Let's go check out some shops. First of all, no grow shops that I could find at, at the moment, at least. Um, at the ag- regular plant shops, absolutely nothing made. You know, the, the soil was like, really, this is what you got? Like, shit, I don't know. You know, so some places like that where you'd think it'd be like, oh, Brazil is going to be loaded with organic stuff. No, not at all. But like, it's one of the hardest things to find because they're they're just not geared towards it at all. You know. Um, Barcelona obviously is pretty good, pretty good uh, epicenter right now for growing in Europe. So I can't imagine you have a hard time finding stuff there. No, everything you need is pretty much here. Like slowly but surely, people are like up in the levels. 
I'm hearing about people thinking about starting soil companies out here and producing good organic soil and there's a need for that and there's a market for it for sure. So slowly people are getting onto that as a big, big like revolution. The whole no-till thing is taking off massive. There's people in the UK at the moment, Roadrunner UK 420, Chemdank, people doing like flowers that are as good as anything I've ever smoked in my life. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's inspiring to see people do that and get it dialed. And yeah, I think that's the way to go. And Barcelona has a lot of people that are really pushing that organic soil thing as well. There's so many good hash makers out here. You know, it's a hash smoking culture. And when you're growing that good organic, but the, the resin off of it is just incredible. So people are really pushing to get that. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of people just doing more special things out at the moment. Well, the thing is, I mean, it's like, like one thing about Holland was indoor growing was the necessity there, right? I mean, if the weather's shit, the seasons are terrible. There's, the only outdoor weed you ever saw was like gypsy weed that was just growing shitty. You know what I mean? It was like, I've never seen hardly anybody there really put any love into any good outdoor grow. So it was all indoor. Um, but when you when you arrive in Spain, it's like it's like one of those places that you know you get off the plane, and within seconds you already feel like you know you feel it you know the the, the sun the weather the vibe there is already made it's got that real it's dry enough that you can make great hash so it's kind of you know it's it's definitely uh, it's you know perfect little niche place uh, for that kind of stuff. Did you uh, grow any? You grow anywhere else in, in Spain or just you kind of stuck to Barcelona or? Just Barcelona. Uh, I was in Amsterdam for uh, for almost two years before I came to Barcelona. So I have grown in Amsterdam, Adam. So I know what a nightmare that is. I lost my first room. That one went. Uh, and that was people stealing the genetics. You know what I mean? They went in there and robbed it while it was in veg. They wanted to fuck in the cuts. But you know what? It had yeah. broad mites. So it fucked them. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Yeah, I got I got robbed with my with my bubblegum. Same situation. It was like people wanted it. I didn't want to give it to anybody. And lo and behold, you know, my, my place gets broken into. And you, I, Amsterdam is like it's such a small place, and there's so many people trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Like the, the day I moved out of the CIA, out of my first sort of shop there, um, I I could hear somebody downstairs talking to somebody in English, right? So like I, I, and that place was like, you know, classic Dutch place you could hear through the walls. And so, so I'm like crouched down and I'm listening to the guy and I could hear a Dutch guy telling an, telling either an English or an American kid instructions on how to mix the reservoir. Right. And I, I, I can totally hear him. It's like, yes, you must, uh, take uh, the A and the B and you use it and you have to make sure you use the A before the B because the, and I'm listening and I'm like, is he telling him how to mix fucking nukes? I'm like, oh, it's so funny. Like, I didn't even know there was a grow below me at that time, but it was just like the classic, everybody's growing or has grown. Yeah, you like move into, it's such you move a small city. Yeah, yeah, you move into an apartment there and you think you, you're being all slick and you end up <laughs> finding out that like, oh yeah, like the last four people that live there all got busted growing weed. You're just the next guy rolling in, like trying to be all smart about it. And, yeah, it's, <laughs> Bro, listen to my story. It'll make you laugh. I did it with a coffee shop there. So they set the place up. I go in there. I'm pretty ride or die, but half like 
a few weeks in, I'm thinking this ain't the spot to do this, <laughs> but I'm just riding it out. So I keep going, keep going. All of a sudden, I get a phone call one morning from the guy's brother. He's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at I'm home. He's like, all right, wait there. He comes, shows me the news report online of the place getting raided. <laughs> so oh. I'm like, oh. I said, that's cool. I was due to go there now. I'm glad you see that before I went there. So that's the end of that. It all goes to pieces. About three months later, I'm in a new house in a different part, you know, North Amsterdam, where the little shopping precinct mm-hmm. part is. Yeah. As I went in there, my fucking neighbor from the grow house is there and she sees me and says, excuse me, can I have a word with you, please? So I'm like, fuck, where's this going? So I go over. She goes, first of all, let me shake your hand. That was a beautiful grow. I went and had a look when the police came. She goes, just so you know, it was two Moroccan guys that robbed the place. When they come running out of there with the plants, I called the police because, you know, I've got kids and that in my house. She goes, it's really not the place you should have been growing there. She goes, you should be growing over there in those blocks. And she pointed over to my flats where I was living. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'll take that as a word of advice. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, thanks a lot then. She's like, take care. And off I went. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Amsterdam, it, it, you will always be around town, see one of your friends where you don't know that they should be. And they'll be like, oh shit. And they're like, look awkward because they know that you know now where their grow house is. So that happened many times. Uh, it's it's such a village and it's like ridiculous at the end of the day because you know you're trying to like build these little secret grows everywhere and it was just it it was like every six months i got the call and i'd be like really fuck you know what i mean it was just like it was like every at least once a year but sometimes twice a year you get clipped you know what i mean because that it's they know exactly what the fuck's going on um Spain, I, I know Spain is similar in the sense of like with the clubs and stuff. Are you working with any specific clubs or you have kind of like your own, who, who you're, who's your home base there? Do you know what, bro? It's taken me many, many years to find a club and a group of people that I want to work with. And I have recently found a club called Granados and they are doing things at a level where I want to be a part of it. They've mm-hmm. got someone in, uh, an American guy called Scotty, and he is overseeing things and taking things up to the level where our stuff will be able to be tested and pass all tests and be at a level where we can be proud of and know that we're going to start setting levels in the town because he's doing proper IPM, he's doing proper mm-hmm. environment control, they're doing incredible selection. Everything that I've smoked from them has been. Okay. I, was like, I was like, Scott, you Scott Reach? Like, is Red Hank no. over there? But he said incredible IPM stuff. So, no. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired. Shots fired. Wow. Across the bow. Damn. So, and, and they've got good philosophies as well. They're not charging crazy prices for their flowers, they're keeping it low. They're not like taking advantage of people. They're producing incredible extracts. Like, They've got a good philosophy and a good team. And yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm going to be working with them moving forward. So that's been a nice development recently. Speaking of concentrates, so is, uh, you make your own hash or, or like you make your own bubble well, or dry sieve? I've, I've got a Sasquatch V2. So I'm very mm-hmm. lucky to have one of those. So BHO is something I gave up on a while back. It's like it's, it's not got the popularity that other places have got in Spain, 
everyone just wants to smoke hash and rosin. So BHO, there's a couple of people that produce it, but really it just doesn't move at any kind of pace out here. And there's no real, it hasn't taken up popularity. I think it is overpriced on the market and that kind of priced a lot of people out from being involved in it. And once the hash has got to a good enough level, it's just kind of knocked it out of the way. So for me, mm-hmm. I just love rosin. Well, it's also that, I mean, the inputs are a lot easier when you're working with water and water and electricity and, you know, a few things, but you're not, you're not dealing with uh, gases and solvents and things that, that just become, starts to become a, a bit difficult, especially like, like right now in Colorado, for instance, there's, they've tightened the grip on a lot of those things because they, you know, there isn't, there is a legal market. So once there's a legal market, they obviously get precedence and it's become harder and harder for people to get tanks and get things, you know, be able to, to run those kind of things. So it's always nice when you can do everything with what you have in hand, you know, makes, makes life a lot easier. There's, there's one guy in Barcelona uh, called team flavor hunters and he is doing BHO at a level where I respect it. He is like doing incredible work. He's all self-taught, doing it real well, like incredible results. At the Ego Clash, he came second to like the winner that had come from Oregon and had like God knows how expensive a lab to work with. And it was comparable. Do you know what I mean? There weren't much in it. It was like she had done the CRC cleaning it and made it super white and clear and all of that. But Mm -hmm. as far as flavor... He, he's doing the work great. Like he's, he's one of the few people that's built a brand doing the diamonds and sauce and like hydrocarbon extractions in Europe. So he definitely sure, deserves sure. a mention. Yeah. And like, I think with, like with BHO, definitely I like it as far as uh, from a smoker's point of view, because it, it works yeah. and it pulls all the terps that I like out of it. Whereas like CO2, no, you know what I mean? Like it didn't do that. Like, like we all agree. Everybody agrees. Like, yeah, we agree. It sucks. You know what I mean? and, and you saw what kind of happened. So the, the amount of money people spent on that equipment, oh my God. Like, you know, people, it's just outrageous. Like, you know, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, and now it's probably just collecting dust with a, you know, Pike's it Peak. It depends or, on what the machine was. They might be able to adapt it to some edibles market or something like that. But you're absolutely right. Once the, the whole vape thing got really right. refined, BHO I mean, the best, and rosin. I used to make extract. the best fucking BHO. Just, just like with a glass tube. Glass that shit. Oh, glass, glass too. What are you talking about? PVC, bro. PVC was the only way. PVC on a carpet. <laughs> no, no, we didn't do the carpet. We did the basement. But uh, yeah, right in the glass tube. With my phone in one hand, a watch on, and a whole bunch of electronics. You know, and what I like to do is flick the light switch on and off a lot. Yeah, well, we just never went outside. You know, what I mean, like lock it, keep doors closed, keep the windows closed. <clears throat> But yeah. No, true. They were blowing themselves up here in Colorado for a long time. They still I mean, do. Was, they still it do. Was, it was real important for them to to draw a line in the sand and say, if you are not a licensed facility, you should not be blasting with BHO. I mean, there's a place in Boulder Hotel. They blew the whole side of the building off. Yeah, it was like every other night in Washington. Yeah. For me, I, I had know. To- I love the rosin. That's this is what I'm smoking right now. I mean, it's a uh, the, the the rosin has gotten to such a high level of refinement right now that uh 
I can't wait to, to taste what you have coming out of that Sasquatch because I follow them on Instagram and that's a, that's a great machine. Yeah, they're an incredible bunch of people. I love those guys. They always come over for Spanabis and they go around the clubs, yeah. and the demonstrations. And yeah, when I first met them, we went, to, I came to one of the clubs and I just had a crazy amount of like different hash. I had like 50 grams of Nicole Sift that we pressed on it and it was amazing. So from then I'm, that kind of turned me. I'm wearing the shirt from the Legends of Hash competition from last year's Spanabis the day after it ended. And, uh, we, so, uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't this year's Well, we were all scheduled to go. We all would have. We all would have raged together. Well, yeah, tell us, tell us from uh, from your side how how disappointing it must have been from from the people getting all ready for it and stuff. I mean, you guys must have been geared up to the last second, right? I mean, you guys weren't told just like we weren't told. Gearing up, I was in denial until the day after. Let alone gearing up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was not willing to accept it. I'm like, nah, nah, it's not going to happen. I was just not willing to accept it. Trust me, until the last moment, I was literally in a club and everyone's like, right, there's police everywhere. Everything's getting locked down. Be careful when you leave the city. I was like, oh shit, this is getting on top. I am not enjoying this experience. And yeah, it was fucking heartbreaking, bro. For me, uh, I'm a, I'm a one man band. Like I put everything into Spanabis. I don't have the funds or the backing to go and tour the world, doing all these different expos here, there and everywhere. My adventure in Spain has been very up and down. So for me, that is my one thing a year that I kind of put everything into and it means a lot. So for that not to happen was a massive knockback. So that was a hard one, but yeah, luckily, i got to be honest, seed, seed cells have been good since Corona. People have like seen like it's been a hard time and a lot of good customers have reached out and picked up the deals that I've been doing. And luckily, I've been helped out with that because, yeah, my, my landlord also like messaged me like two weeks into the Corona lockdown to tell me that they put the house on the market. So I've now got to find a new house as well. <laughs> Well, let's hope after having you on for this segment that uh, your seeds here now sales will just skyrocket as those new strains. Oh, my God. Wow. Know, because everyone who <laughs> listens, all of Adam's fans for years have taken growing to the highest level possible. So I'm sure they'll want some of your genetics. Yeah, I'm happy to be on How seeds. do you get those? I guess you go to seedsherenow.com. Yeah, that's right? it. Uh, there's a few yeah. yeah see my role on the show is i gotta i have to make sure to get the word out about all of our sponsors all the time because adam doesn't want to break the rules and you know get it no in. no, no rule breaking i never yes. break rules as you notice if it was if it wasn't for james and seeds here now and our sponsors the show wouldn't be able to go on it would just that it would be like adam at his farm trying to broadcast over aol or something like that People would watch. Oh, of course they would. Of course they would. <laughs> Listen, he, he, he there. You have you have only look at the cannabis industry to see how many people attempt to do what Adam's done over the years, and you know, I'll give him a little golf clap support. I mean, as I smoke those five strains, I'm I'm, I'm just. You know, yeah. every you always hear, but listen, I smoked bubble gum. I probably smoked dozens of your strains over the years. Um, but this is the first time you handed me 
these strains and oh. don't don't get James all worked up. Oh. Look at him. He's, oh, he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> right oh, you got from uh. did you? I see it. Um, oh, yeah, I do. Oh. It's in the other room. Here's the sage and sour. Oh, it's yeah. It's up on the Zoom because I don't know how to get it to show. It never. I see. I, see, I, see, I know the jar. I know the jar well. I've had sage and sour from Adam in Amsterdam back in the day. Yeah, nice, uh, nice. Uh, I remember when that came around. The first time I ever met you was in Gypsy Shop during one of the early Icy Mag Cups, maybe 2005, something like that. Sure, sure. I, I mean, Gypsy definitely was, uh, you know, making waves at that time. And it was like, uh, you know, it, it's interesting to see how, like, all these guys like him and Mark Emery and all these people who, you know, like, tried to take it to that next level – and they all got fucking slapped the fuck down because, the, you know, part of the the thing about it was, and the reason that Gypsy, I think he, you know, his shop was totally legal and everything was cool, but everything with him trying to push his limits of the way he did stuff, and you know, but that's why we loved. That's why that's why we love having those guys around though, because you need you need we need those lightning rods, right, James? Those guys, those crazy guys out there, oh, yeah. We, pushing, yeah. The, pushing the limits at all times. Sounds really fucking, yeah, it's, it's what I tell people, you know, if they all were doing this, if it, was a, if it was an exact science and everybody was doing the same thing, I wouldn't need 50 different breeders. Like each one of you guys is fucking kooky in a different way. Like yes. I was explaining to somebody today, like, like if you were to, if you were to pop a mutant and you had this weird looking polyploid thing, Adam is the guy who would like covet it and take it back and keep it and watch it and see what the fuck it does to where like Odie would be like, no, kill that fucking thing. Get it the fuck out of here. You know? <laughs> and so it's just completely different. You know, Odie wants complete table shit and Ben's like, what's that? What's that weird thing? Like, what's, what's that about? So this is all, the MK and it's stuck to the top of the jar. Fucking massive. That's a, that's a huge that's, yielder. No, it's a that's tiny, all you have it's left? stuck. No, I got the jar right here, but I'm just saying oh, okay. it's stuck to the top yeah that, it's almost impossible uh, to roll a joint of any of this shit right now because it's like yeah my fingers get all sticky and i can't roll it yeah if i touch any of the pot at all it just like yeah it's like ridiculous this is back in the day when we were on tour back in the night in the late 80s 90s we used to call this the stick to your forehead you know it was this was the this was the true kind of that went around the lot that an, an eighth could you, you, oh my god <laughs> It's, it's ah, ah. No, it's taking me back to the day, man. I found myself listening to the dead the other day. <laughs> Smoking this all day. Uh, yeah. It's the uh, listen, this is a big bowl of MK going in for you, James Bean, man on the scene. So I had a I had a conversation with Mickey Hart, and that guy is fucking brilliant. Um the drummer for the Grateful Dead. <laughs> I actually yeah, got guy, to give oh, him guy. a joint once of purple yeah. Soma's purple strain, something like that, way, way back in the day when he was he was doing a book tour. Yeah, well, no, we need to get that dude. I we need to get that dude on the fucking on the show. Like he had some serious old school stories. Um, but but when we were leaving, he was talking about like sonically, like he plays the beam, you know, at, at the end of the, at, uh, at the at the at the dead show. And so mm -hmm. he was talking about sonically sending out drones into people's head. So when like they smoke something, it like sent them, uh, you know, visually or audio audibly to a different place. They heard they they remembered what they. What they had, and by people scanning a QR code, you could send a drone out. I was like, "What the Drums fuck?" This was my favorite about? part of the show, man. 
so weird. It's like a home, like Google him. And like Mickey Hart's like this fucking, I had just met the guy, but he's like, he's fucking like this wizard of, of, of base. And he's got all these accreditations and he's been this award, that award, this award. Like this guy was just talking about sonically sending drones out to people's minds. Like, wow. Like that could be true. So yeah, uh, that guy's rad as fuck. And I don't know how many people knew this. Probably everybody knows this, but Grateful Dead has two drummers. Shit blew me away. I was like, Bill oh. Kreutzmann, Mickey Hart, come on, baby. Yeah, but I did not realize that because most bands just have one drummer, you know. But these two have had two. And they played together. But you know, back in that day, you you didn't have a synthesizer that you could just turn on that would make a fucking sound. You'd have a guy there that would make the weird sound every ten seconds, you know. So it's pretty cool. Experience for those of you you didn't get to see the Grateful Dead, go see Dark Star Orchestra. If you if you want you want to see the Grateful Dead perform live, yeah, I was lucky to see them with with Kim Dog at at in uh, New Jersey, at where he first saw him twenty years ago, like to the day. And Mickey Hart sent him up the suite and the made him in the buses and all that shit because he was doing a, a joint com- collab, but really really cool. Yeah. So, which Kim, which Kim Strange do you use a lot of? Uh, true. Uh, the line that I started True Canogenetics with when I actually uh, connoisseur genetics, I I kind of started afresh. So what I'd done is I had some Kim back cross cross to the San Fernando Valley OG Kush cut, and I searched out a male from that, a Kim leaning male. And then from that, I started uh, a few different lines. I hit some vintage Black Domina, some vintage Sensi Star. I also hit the Forum Cookies and the Triangle Kush Cut. And from that, that was my kind of my first lines that I released. And then from there, I've kind of gone in two directions. I've used the, the Chem Valley Cooks, which was the SFE Chem cross to the Forum Cookies. And I've also used the Truth and line bread with those to a bunch of different female selections from other crosses that I've done previously and some land race that I'm now working with as well. More recently, I've been lucky to be gifted quite a lot of different land race seeds. So that's kind of the direction I'm going in now. I want to start recombining the land races with some of my base flavors, you know, the truth and the Ken Valley cooks combined well, with the land racing. Land racing, like land races from not not like Oaxacan or Pogo Gold. You've got like some some ties, yeah. some I've got a chocolate tie which is oh, from, oh. from a line. <laughs> Mic uh, drop. Hold on, back up. Go back. Uh, it's a super chocolate like it's so chocolate. It literally it kind of, it tastes like Tootsie Rolls and Kinder chocolate. That's the kind of that's the only way I can describe the chocolatiness of it. And it breeds perfect as well. And it's not overly like long flowering. It doesn't stretch loads. It kind of grows almost vertically outwards. Genius cut. Mm. Nice. I've got that one. Uh, I've also got an incredible Afghani that was like a mutant freak that grew super weird and then turned out. Yeah, it's turned out to be the most incredible thing. It looks like any, and it looks and smokes like any of the exotics that are around at the moment. But it came from 37 Afghani seeds that were brought back by a British soldier. And one of the seeds grew single blade leaves and self topped itself and was just like a runt. And it just turned out to be the most insane, <clears throat> standout. 
And that's the one. And that's the one that you're. That's the mutant that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And that's I've awesome. also got some uh, some Neelam Valley Pakistani that I'm working with. That's got a beautiful profile. And I've got a Filipino. I've got a Filipino land race that when you cut it, it bleeds. So. That's <laughs> See now, somebody could like listen to that conversation and be like, "I got a Filipino." Can we cut it? It bleeds. Some really weird dudes. We got some weird guys. Yeah, he uh, looks like a terrorist. He's got a black beard on, wearing glasses. And he's talking about cut that till he still she bleeds. Yeah, little Filipinos, little short, little short, <laughs> short Filipinos. Just goes out vertically. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, so are you on uh, true what's your instagram feed i mean we should get that out have mark put it up there so yeah my instagram is doing. true cannabis which is t-r-u-e-c-a-n-n-a and then bliss b-l-i-s-s i kept to my original screen name from overgrow and icy mag because when i first got on instagram i wasn't even thinking of it as like a marketing tool it's more like when other friends from the industry if, looked mm-hmm. at me, if they search true cannabis, they'd find me. And over the years, I constantly get messages from people. They're like, it's me. I'm here now. I've got a legal grow. And they're like, they're, they found me. And I'm so happy that they like, they, they managed to get through it all and come out the other side. And they're doing something legal in America now because, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of had, that was, I was just a hermit on, on the internet with the forums and made so many friends over there and so many dropped off over the years. I've dropped off at times. And <clears throat> this is a way for them to find me. Yeah, so, it's interesting. It's interesting like that too for me, like having the shops in Amsterdam and then moving back to the States. And then so many times I'll go to like a, a grow or a dispensary or something. And then, you know, like all of a sudden after being there for a little while, somebody will pop in and be like, Hey, you know, I came to your store in like 96, you know, and I'd be like, Oh yeah. Okay. And then they'll be like, yeah, then you took me to some weird party. And I'll be like, yeah, that sounds about right. And they'll be like, yeah, we for every weekend though. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Yeah. So, and, and now they're like running, you know, a dispensary or something like that. So it's, it's, it's cool to see the, and a lot of times those are the people that I showed maybe their first time they ever saw bubble hash or the first time they ever, you know, got to see some you know, quality beyond what they were used to beyond, you know, from wherever they're coming from and kind of set them, set them on their path where they are now. Yeah. What were you going to say, James? I cut you off earlier. You're muted, James. It seems like or something. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There we go. Earth, Earth. Uh, tell me about your high times ordeal. Oh, yeah. Uh, the reason I moved to Amsterdam is because I tried to go to Amsterdam to win a high times cup and we got busted on our way there and ended up going to prison for that. So after that, I decided, you know what? Best I just grow it in Amsterdam and turn up with some Tupperware with my flowers in it. And then I'll, then I'll pick up a cup because this fucking getting it over there is turning out to be a bit of an ordeal. What year was that? That was 2010. Uh, I was only off for 10 years. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, didn't you ask somebody for, uh, for like some tips? That kind of worked out weird. Yeah, that was just, it was just a mad experience. All I can say is, like, 
when you do, is all I'll say to anyone in life here is trust your gut. Because the one time in my life I didn't trust my gut instinct, the universe tried to warn me too. Mm-hmm. I ignored that and then I went to prison. So my lesson to everyone is your gut is like a second brain. When you mm-hmm. feel it, tell you no, don't do something, no matter how far you think you are into it, take a step back. You can, you can walk, you can, you can reverse things. Don't ignore your gut instinct. It's there for a reason. Trust that sense because there was, it was telling me so many times in the day before arguing with my business partner. Then in the morning, my car was out of petrol and wouldn't start all these different signs. Like the universe tried its best to, to do it, but I ignored it still. So yeah, that was pretty fucked. But in the long run, do you know what? It's, it's ironic because it probably saved me a lot of hassle because at the same time when I was in prison, that's when ResDog and everyone got busted by the feds in America and I was hmm. visiting them a lot. And I would rather do six months in England than six weeks in America. No so it probably saved me from a lot of hassle and headache just by association from mm. my travel over there visiting them. So, yeah. Sure, would, 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 would not have been perfect timing, that's for sure. No, that's exactly. Bad optics, as they say. Yeah, that's it. Because literally I heard from uh, like Grateful Head, who was a friend of them at this time, and everything was good a couple months into my sentence. And by the time I came out, the shit had hit the fan and everyone was off the radar and icy mag all everyone's forums were hidden. There was all kinds of crazy shit going down. And yeah, anyone who knows the story, they were off Nirvana for all kinds of bullshit and Reza just rolled and ratted on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually I was thinking about the other day, I was like, it is, it, it's the year of the rat and we haven't done any kind of like rat. We, we have to almost do like a whole rat episode or something. And just kind of uh, like this, uh, you know, this or a rat month or something. I don't know. Should we do a rat month? One month. You don't want to talk about those stories and you know, you don't want to bring that sort of perspective to the industry, but you can't. Well, some of those people are still rolling. Some of those people are still rolling in the industry though. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, wow, we got to kind of like, you know, educate because history is history. Remember your history. You got to remember your history, right? It tends tends to repeat itself as we've sort of noticed, right? As we seem to keep seeing over and over again. Oh, we, in 2012, we started the no bueno list. You know, just in general industry people, we didn't want to fucking deal with anymore. You know, it's uh, it's uh, unfortunately it's a long list now, so I can I can completely relate. Pins- Pinsky just overshadowed the entire list, or whatever. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> come on. No, no bueno list is now just one guy. <laughs> oh, man. I love you, Pinsky. <laughs> so. Uh, what do you think is the future of this whole fucking um, now that we're going to go into this whole weird new phase globally when it comes, I mean, I think it was hard traveling with cannabis before think about like, and we don't, we got also, we, everyone got so just fucking loosey goosey recently that I think we're all going to get back on to that fucking 
they're going to get weird again. I'm, I can just tell you, I don't, I don't see them getting more relaxed. Tra- you know, traveling and things now with cannabis and bongs and rigs and. But well, once again, I don't think I don't think it's going to fuck with TSA. If they're, I don't think they're going to mess with my bags anymore. I mean, it's not like I'm smuggling coronavirus in my fucking. Bag. Well, look at you already talking about traveling. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the point where people are really safe going out of their house to the bank. So I was so, I was so bored there. There I was thinking, man, I'd like to do a trade show. And I was like, God, you must be fucking, bo- must be crazy. You must be crazy. <laughs> but yeah. It, I, I said this three months ago that we were going to lose the middle seat, and then the airline stopped selling the seats. <laughs> now, you know that's that, a that's a good thing. That's yeah, a good thing. Of I, course, I, I like yeah. I like that. That's a bonus right there. I just think but, everything is going to become, you know, as far as travel goes, it's going to need to be something you really, you you really, really want to go to. Right? Well, I would uh, love to go to a trade show. I just want to be safe. So true. They opened up the. Um, the uh shops the other day on friday again or that's yeah i've heard now, i'm starting to hear that a lot of the clubs have had issues and they've had to shut down they've been told not to open until the second phase of the of the de-escalation but th- this is the greatest thing yeah they've got a four they've got an, a de-escalation that goes up to phase four but starts at phase zero and has a point five. So it's actually a six phase, but they called it four because it'll pacify people a little bit better. If they said six phases, people would be like, that's a lot of phases. We're going to start at zero, go to 0.5, then one, and then we'll move on depending on how we feel. So phase can you pick up, uh, can you drive up to your favorite cannabis club and buy Cannabis Phase one, they tried, and some clubs are doing it successfully, but some have had issues. And the way they were doing it is by appointment only, a certain number of people allowed in, and you only get like 30 minutes inside the club before you have to leave. And then everything has to get sterilized where they were sitting. And then the next people come in and keep it moving like that. And yeah, I know oh, so one they, club they were- had like, you you were going in to socially smoke, not just to just buy your cannabis and go take it someplace else. Yeah, that's it. But like uh, for me, I don't live in the city. So for me to go to the city, I only go to hang out and chill. It's like I'm not going 45 minutes to spend 30 minutes in a club. No, no. So that's not really an option for me. But to be honest, I don't even go there to buy flowers. I go there to smoke no. my own. So, so it's right. different for me. But all of these people are the ones that have been stuck without anything really nice, having to get by. And now, mm-hmm. given an opportunity, they've like gone to the clubs and got some bits. But I don't know if everyone's going to be able to maintain to be opened or if it's going to have to be a shutdown again and then back open, I think, on June the 8th or 10th or something like that. So... Yeah, I think that's one of the things we probably take for granted here in the U.S. is it's an essential service here. So all the dispensaries are open here. here. It's such a great area, the the social club element of it, that is so difficult for the clubs to even navigate because they don't really fit into any of the categories. So they're having to try It's like trial and error, and it's mm-hmm. a risky thing to be doing by trial and error. So I feel for them because I know people have got a, a lot of rent to be paying the expenses are still coming in and when there's no business and the tourism's down, yeah, it's going to be difficult. So I feel for the clubs. I really do. Yeah. But I mean, the good thing to know though, is that if they do survive, when things get back to normal, those places are going to boom again because, you know, people are, 
are dying are dying for that so, social settings, you know. Oh, here even, we here we. What's that? Even even from the UK, like I I know so many people that are like going stir crazy back home. There's like a hundred people on Instagram messaging me like every few days, like fucking hell, I'm looking at flights this say in July. Like people are really itching to like they're pulling the trigger. I've got one friend, he's booked three flights out here since the lockdown, and they just keep letting him book one, and then they tell him sorry it's been cancelled, and then he checks online, sees when they're letting book a next one, and books another one, and he just keeps doing it he's like i can come out there as soon as i can and we're not- <laughs> well and he's gonna end up with a, he's gonna end up with a free fo- f- at least one free flight out of this whole deal too just because he's you know they're gonna be able to, they, after they, yeah after being canceled that many times he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna catch a win catch a free ticket i'm sure at some point they'll be like, all right here you go sir it's crazy yeah it's a crazy situation like you say, it will boom, and if people are comfortable and they're able to get past this little difficult time, hopefully it'll just get straight back into the rhythm of things. And like you said, Barcelona has become the epicenter for the European cannabis scene now. So how Amsterdam used to be, where people would go a couple times a year, it's became that same thing for people where oh, the last minute they decide, oh yeah, look, a little trip over to Barcelona, we can get a flight and accommodation for the weekend, 200 euros, and they just jump on it. So it is a regular... It's going to be like Vegas. It's be like Vegas. Yeah. That's for sure. <clears throat> like your destination, like 20 bucks. Yeah, but I'd also love to see them offer just curbside. You know, if you wanted to just to allow the cannabis clubs to get some revenue going, you yeah. know, so you can call up, maybe place an order, pick it up, go. You know, that's the gray area part because you're not actually meant to leave with cannabis. Yeah. You're meant to consume it on the premise. That's the problem. That's the problem. So it puts it's, everyone yeah. in a difficult situation. So yeah, you're like, uh, and, uh, oh, so here wow. in Colorado, you you they didn't allow curbside. There was no delivery. Um, that changed really quick the moment that they realized cannabis is essential and how are you going to let them conduct a transaction? So now they do have curbside. Now, you know, they, they order online. So maybe it can, you never know. Sometimes it's like that force majeure. You know, somebody will figure it out that they like the revenue. Sure. Maybe they'll put a tax well, on it. and get I'm, it hope, I'm hopeful that this maybe sparks actual legalization here because at a time when the economy's on its arse, mm-hmm. if they legalize cannabis, Barcelona, Spain in general would make an incredible amount of revenue. They would be able to just build things back together so fast. It would change the face of this place. There would be no recession. It would end up being a boom in the economy and it's very easy for them to do. There are a lot of states. It's, it's not legal there yet. I'm not familiar laws out of the way and it's it's not just decriminalized i mean what what is the the law there on it i don't know what you have to you have to you have to be well you have to be part of a club technically so it's uh kinds of things like that it's like clubs are a gray area they kind of let you do what you want in a club so that's how you get behind doing it that way you can have grows associated to the clubs well and the key and the key to the whole the key to the whole thing about uh, especially uh, barcelona and catalan is like you know your home is your castle there and you're allowed that's to have whatever the fuck you want going on in your own house so if you want to have hookers and hookers and blow and fucking go nuts whatever we don't give a fuck just don't take it out of the house the minute you take it out of the house 
is a problem. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a weird, they're definitely have always had that kind of vibe there where it's just been like the, the don't tread on me kind of mentality of, 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 uh, Spain. <clears throat> well, consider so, it an open invitation. If you know any officials extended from Adam Dunn, they can come to Colorado. We'll show them how we do it here and help you create a legal framework to, one, one one thing that I was thinking is like you, you you're in the same situation that I was when I was in Amsterdam for so many years is that all my friends would come like you know once or twice a year every fucking year sometimes some guys would come five times a year every year you know depending on the the, the economy or whatever but uh you know I I never thought I was going to move back to America I thought that's it I'm here I'm part of Amsterdam. This is it. You know, I was there for 21 years, but I did move back. Do you think you'd ever move back to UK or when it got legal and go lead the fight there and sort of make it, bring it back, show them how to do it right? You think, or, or you kind of, or you think you're out, out for, for, for the, for their good now? I can't imagine that they would legalize quick enough in my lifetime for me to ever want to go back there. And to be honest, even if they did, I don't feel that I could have the same lifestyle. The lifestyle in Spain is just beautiful, bro. Like right. it's a beautiful struggle. Even during the hardest times when I've survived on like 20, 30 euros a week to eat and like I'm getting vegetable baskets from my neighbors hanging on my on the fence and like I'm just cooking those vegetables and pasta, my life is still bliss. So I know that I've had I've had like money in a in my pocket and been relatively wealthy in England and not been as happy as I have been with just mm-hmm. a smoke and some food in my cupboards in Barcelona. So it's hard for me to ever see a time <clears throat> I'd want to go back. I do miss my family. That's the only element, but mm-hmm. really my family like coming out here. So it's easy to get them to visit and spend a lot of time. It's not too far, luckily. Yeah, it's funny because when I, I had it, like, it was kind of the opposite problem, though, because, like, Amsterdam felt like prison almost, like cannabis prison, because the weather was shit and, and the food was pretty shit and the fucking the weed was good if you did it yourself, but if you didn't, it was pretty shit compared to what it could be. You know what I mean? It's like, so in a way, it was like I kind of locked myself in. Then right before – so I, went, I actually lived in Barcelona for two – for maybe – like six months or eight months or something like that but but then i moved to here uh and i was in casa de fells so i had like a nice house and a good spot and it was all very like oh i could oh, this is pretty good i could see this working out but america was too interesting as for me because like i already knew that america had to fix the problem it started and then then, and then i wanted to be there when it happened which is sort of I'm waiting. <laughs> it still hasn't happened yet, but we're, we're doing our part. You know what I mean? But just because um, I think if the UK did go legal, you would be it. It would be mind blowing. So you you would actually probably feel like I did too. Like I never thought I was going to go back to America, but the fact that once they understood that weed was okay and nothing to be scared of and we could just can we all become adults now now that that's happened i'm so glad i'm here and not stuck back in amsterdam where it's kind of gone backwards and it's weird right it's like the they're not they're not as progressive at all as they used to be especially when it comes to cannabis and 
So I just think that Amsterdam was a hard one. It really does have a shelf life. Like there's a, there's a shelf life on Amsterdam. It becomes a point where you're there and people are visiting and you feel like saying, this is my life. This ain't a fucking holiday. I've got shit to do. <laughs> like, that's how you start feeling. And it just becomes difficult. And it's like, you're moving into houses and the neighbors are just knocking on the door straight away saying, what are you doing here? Who are you? What's your name? I hope you're not growing. And you're like, fuck, this is cool. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah, was like, yeah. it does become a mad one in Amsterdam and the whole thing, like, I have had those thoughts about England and like thought, I wonder though, if it did go legal, like you say, it would be so intriguing and the, the possibilities would be so infinite that mm-hmm. I, th- there is a possibility that it might draw me back if the situation was like that alluring. I, ca- I yeah. can fathom Well, the it. thing is, I mean, the yeah. thing is you would, you, you would again like, you you'd actually like advance. You'd be so much more advanced than your average English when it comes to cannabis related yeah. anything. You know because you've been living the life for so long. So you would definitely see the when you went home if it was became legal in in England. You would immediately see opportunities just arise like crazy because the fact they just don't know what what's what you know they don't understand the lifestyle in a sense and the lifestyle goes you know it's literally in, in every direction when it, whether it's smoking you know just just learning about dabs in general i mean the average person doesn't understand what what you know concentrates are and different kinds of concentrates and what rosin is or you know with how you make you know live resin or <laughs> live rosin for that matter you know it's like all these things are just like a, it's a whole new learning curve for everybody. So in a way, that's why I, that's kind of why I felt like coming back to America was cool to watch to watch everybody relearn the shit that we would just do. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like oh, this is what you do. When when you're a part of the like the culture like we are, you forget sometimes how small that that group of people really are. You know, all the things you take for granted as knowledge when you start realizing how many actual cannabis users, like you say, literally have no idea about anything. They don't know where hash comes from. They've got, they don't even care where hash comes from. They'll smoke it. They know it's cannabis somehow, but where, how does it come from a plant? Never even thought about it. And there are people like that. So there, there is so much for people to learn from all elements. And once it legalizes and they start to allow places for people to congregate and socialize drinking culture that existed. instead of everyone up. getting paralytic drunk they'd actually be able to go and smoke and socialize right no i know it seems so foreign now because now yeah. we're just like whoa it's so, don't even talk about socializing because that could get us thrown off the air <laughs> inciting a riot inciting a social situation that's it oh, you know. six foot rule definitely six foot rule um so so uh breeding wise are you working with anybody else on any projects or are you just doing all your own kind of still doing the one-man show or yeah just doing things on my own at the moment i've got like so many things lined up. I've got a few really interesting seeds that I want to get going. I've got some seeds from Papua New Guinea and Indonesia. Wow. So I'm really excited to get those going. One of them's called the Sumatra tripping weed. So 
those seeds were given to me by a friend called Himalayan Connection, who's the guy that like sources seeds direct from Afghanistan and places like that. And aren't aren't the Sumatran beans like the ones that the the monkey eats and shits out? No, that's what, what that's, called, that's uh, the cervix. Cervix, yes. yeah, cervix, 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 I'm not sure now. It's just called Sumatra tripping weed. I don't know why it got that name, but it's like some uh, Indonesian I, strain that uh, I had. My, I had mice. I had mice eat about uh, half a pound of fucking killer seeds recently. That was just like, oh my god, you little fucks! You know what I mean? Like it was like I had laid them out on a screen, but they could get onto the table and it was in a barn, you know what I mean? And it was just like, Oh, I think I'll just lay them out and let them dry a little further. Came back the next day and it was just decimated. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So if I could find their shit and grow them, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll sell you those. I'll sell you mouse turds with little seeds, station sour seeds in them. They're such clever little fuckers. They eat the inside out though. They don't even really trouble the shell. They like bore them out yeah. and inside. It's so clever how they do it. They obviously know the health benefits. Mice are on point. They're like getting the cannabinoid receptors popping. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And it was funny too because we uh, were because we had the the seed cleaning machine in that room too. So we we're doing the clean. Yeah. You know, so there'd always be like in between the cracks on the floors and shit seeds that we couldn't get to and so they'd be comfortable cruising you know it's a, it's a barn from built in 1908 so you can't really keep the mice out you know and uh so they were just probably just loving life because i had it in amsterdam but then when i had the cia i had a, a bunch of hemp seeds out i just like had them out people could put their hands in there and shit and then i i came in and one day and i, I found mice sleeping in the hemp seeds <laughs> they were so fat they had just eaten they'd eaten so many hemp seeds they just passed out in the hemp seeds like oh they couldn't like get I out woke, through the holes I thought in it the was wall dead. i thought it was dead and i went like oh no it's a dead mouse in here and i went to pick it up and like when i pick it up but like push you know scoop it up with a little thing and as i did, scooped it up it like woke up and was like oh shit like, oh. <laughs> i was like wow you you have been gorgeous Literally, like like in a cartoon, swimming through the hemp seeds, just kind of eating them as they were going. Yeah, it was funny. But then the funny part was that everybody who walked in would just put their hands in the same hemp seeds all the time, and I just be like, "Yeah, you probably don't want to like put your hands in those hemp seeds. It's either rat turds or <laughs> everybody else's hands that have been in there because people would be like pull them out and start eating them. But I don't want to do that." Ah, yeah. That's probably the least of their worries. <laughs> um, so, are you doing anything in the in anything else in cannabis as far as besides breeding? You got any other kind of projects or like? I started a podcast recently. Oh. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I after doing the podcast, <laughs> I did it. Yeah, I did see that. I saw and that. got so much good feedback. And I realized it's a way for me to actually get my passion across and have that ability to interact and let people know that in an industry where so many people are just throwing money at marketing and just selling shit seeds, for me to just have my voice and for people to be able to find out what I'm doing 
and see what my philosophies and methods and just general vibe is that it helps me promote my brand a whole lot better than anything I can do financially. So it's been a good outlet for me to do that. And the podcast and yourselves do a great job. And it's like the ability to do something from a European perspective is sure. a great thing because it's kind of lacking over here at the moment. So it's nice to be able to get on a few friends as well and see what people are doing over here and see what the English people are up to and Spain and kind of get America to see what's going on from, from over there and get a little view of the sure. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, uh, it, it is interesting because as I was saying earlier, because we're at home, everyone's at home. Uh, I think it was actually in the UK. They did an advertisement recently. I don't know if you heard about it where they, it was real serious and really like drawn out. And they were talking about like, you know, in these times of pressure and uh, stress and people, you may, you may have the urge to start a podcast, but please, <laughs> but please don't. <laughs> we're all, that was all professionals coming from like the professional broadcasters, like from professional broadcasters to you and all. We don't want to hear about your cat and your fucking bullshit, but it was really it was so funny. I was I was watching it. And I was like, "Yep, that is pretty good." Uh, I think with podcasting, uh, the key is is if you have uh, if you if you obviously you know when it comes to cannabis, the problem is a lot of times there's a lot of, there's a lot of podcasts out there, and it's based on uh, trying to be about what's hot and what's you know hottest latest trendiest fucking bullshit and that's never been the fucking the focus of the whole industry the whole industry has always been i think the key is authenticity and and that's what we're all trying to be you know and that's uh and that's where it stands out so if you're if you are and it's pretty hard you know it's hard to fake put it that way so you know, just well, I find it like at the moment in Europe, there's two type of growers. There's the growers that are able to select and grow things out to a level where it sells because they have the talent to grow quality. And they can do selection and they can mm -hmm. do it from anything that has the quality and produce something that people want again and again. And then there's the level of people that rely on something being a big name so that regardless of how bad they do it, they can push the name and there's enough ignorant people out there that are so desperate to smoke something with one of the hyped up names that they will buy it and probably not even say nothing when it smokes bad because they don't want to admit that they've been had and paid some extortionate price for something that was a load of shit. So that's the kind of the, the kind of two categories that I find a lot of people are in at the moment. So that's why, yeah, like you say, the original there are people out there looking for original flavors and they want to make a mark themselves. There's growers that are like hungry to have a flavor different to everyone else. They want something unique so that they can bring it to the table and show people their skills are what has got that to that level. Not oh yeah. I like it because it tastes like the thing that everyone else has got. They go, wow, I like this because you've grown it really well and you've selected something unique that no one else can provide. So mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the kind of people that I'm looking for to grow out my stuff. Yeah, and, and, and finding those people, it's always like, 
it's a crapshoot. You know, you, you give out seeds to so many different people and you really see how like you can see what's your, what's your influence and what's their influence pretty fast because like you could just by giving it to enough people, you can see the, the thread that kind of keeps it together. That's okay. That's for me. And the rest is all them. You know what I mean? And sometimes you get maybe one out of, like I, I had a few growers in Amsterdam that were really good growers. They didn't smoke a fucking gram of, they didn't smoke it, a drop of weed because they were such good growers. They were just old. They were just, no, they, they, they were, they were just Dutch guys who grew really, really good weed. But I smoke weed and you, I, I, don't, I don't know. I trust you. No, 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 no. I'm telling, I'm telling you because, because they didn't grow weed, these guys were awesome. But then you get the other guys who, and that, and it depends if you want to hone your craft, you have to smoke the weed, of course. But if you're just a grow, like there's guys out there who are really, really good growers. They just don't smoke weed. You know what I mean? And that's like, and there's a far and few between, but there was a few guys there and I had, I had guys that were like, uh, too good. That was the problem. <laughs> like you'd give them shit and they'd come back and you'd be like, Oh my God, how did you fucking, you know, how do you, how do you do this? And it's, uh, because they had the passion for the plant, but not necessarily for the money. You know what I mean? And that was, that's, that's kind of, I think where the, the number one sort of difference between uh, what you were explaining earlier between the different types of growers, the hype guy, because there really wasn't a lot of these strains, like the, the European uh, looking towards America for strains is only, is a pretty recent phenomenon as far as like, when I left in 2010, there wasn't very much influence to, from the States beyond like niche, super niche, super just niche. Or just a few heads. Exactly. And now it's like to the point where I'm just like, it's crazy, you know, as far as the amount of fraudulent bullshit out there and fake, you know, package it. Like there's shops here in Denver where you can go and buy cookies and fucking every every jungle boys and all that swag by all their packaging and you're just thinking like who you know this is like so blown out and it it's places like england and this place is like you Andy know rain, here Andy rain yeah that, so those people don't actually ever get a chance to really really try the the official real flavor to know what they're working with in the first place so you know, I think that's the key to the to the growers is just always being on that quest to uh, to sort of identify the flavors that are and get the real to the real source to, and, that, and that's the part that's hard because a lot of people nowadays they don't have access to the real uh, source material. You know, so yeah, when you say not- stop. Yeah, I think the reason that Cali has become so popular in England is because of that. Is because the masses have never tried the good weed that exists in England. The people that grow to an elite level in the UK grow on a small scale. They're the people that aren't growing two hundred lights or a hundred lights big rooms because they're not gangsters. They're home growers. They grow enough for maybe five friends. Those five friends might hook up another five friends. You might get 30 people from that one grower that ever get to try that level of flower. But for those 30 smokers, there's another 3,000 that are not getting to try that. And that's why when they've got to try the Cali, it's been something a little bit different. And the other thing is people are so enamored by packaging. They don't want to buy something that comes wrapped in cling film. 
They don't want to feel like criminals. It's 2020. People want to get something and feel like a normal human being who's purchased something and not feel like there's some, they've gone through some dodgy deal and have like it all wrapped up. It's like that, that makes a big difference to people. I know there's psychology behind that because I see how sales increase when people package things properly. <laughs> that's, that's we have problem. our cannabis here is packaged in where I go is in a like a tin can, a small tin can, like you were getting tennis balls, you know, just small enough. When I was in Amsterdam last year, my buddy Steve said that canning thing is caught on. What they do is they can local weed and then yeah. they slap an American label on it. They can charge twice as much, say it's American. And Bro, so your packaging is, is so this right. Is People, thing, yeah. This is one of the... Flown here, not grown here, is what they'll put on it, even yeah. though it should be, the, should be the other way around, you know? Oh, right. Bro, the market has got so crazy in England that I know friends that grow to an elite level, but for them to get a better price, they have to do that. And their flowers are better than the stuff that comes over in the tins that's legit from the companies in America. But if they don't put it in a tin and lie about what it is, they can't get a higher premium price because there's no respect for those kind of growers. People are like, oh, but it's Cali. I'll pay you a hundred for an eighth. No problem. So it's super retarded, some of the things that go down. Yeah, I know. What is the price over there? It varies like out like in in England, I know people are paying anywhere from four thousand to ten thousand for flowers grown in the UK. That's for a kilo. That's for a and kilo, not a pound. Yeah. So yeah okay. Like, there's people charging twelve k from kilo from America to get sent over. That's a price <laughs> I heard someone quote the other day. I knew <laughs> Oh man, I wonder. Let's here's some packaging. Yes, people just love that. It's like good packaging goes such a long way. Even in the clubs in Barcelona, everyone who brands their stuff and packages it nicely, people love that feeling of getting something and being able to know the brand as well. You know that feeling of being able to rely on a brand that kind of makes people like it as well. If they find something that's good and then they're able to go back and see that same packaging and keep the quality up that they're used to, that's another element. Well, that you've just described why that's the biggest problem here in the States is that people are not willing to follow someone's regimen and grow it the way it should be grown, the way that brand decided. They just say, well, I'll just take your genetics. I'll grow it my own way. And you, you need that way of selling a homogenous product across the country that everyone knows and remembers, right? You buy it in Washington, you want to be able to buy it in New York and have it be the same strain. Really difficult to do when everybody's law is completely different. How did you get the seeds there? What do you do? It's, uh, well, it's not, it's, it's not like that. Even if they have the same clone, it's like different environments, different growers, different new, new uh, regimens. So, I mean, you could run every. That's when cocoa actually stands out. I mean, cocoa is good for getting a continuity for that because, like you were saying, true, if you hit everything the same but low dose, you'll get to that sort of happy medium where it's like you may not be pushing the ones that need to be pushed a tiny bit further, uh, but you're also not overfeeding, hopefully, the ones, you know, the other ones on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, but in general, yeah, it's just hard to grow in different regions, different, different, you know, 
times of the year, even like that's the same, you know, same grow in the winter is totally different animal than in the summer. You know, you probably have better crop in the midwinter because you can crank everything out full bore, you know, and not have to worry about heat issues. So sometimes I'll have a plant closer to the light than another one and it can be different. That was one of the funny things about the forum cut, the forum cookies cut when it first got passed out. I remember on IC Mag loads of people debating if they had the real cut because it was in like there was a few people that were getting it to stack and then everyone else was getting these tiny little buds. And then I'd done a bunch of clones in the room and I had the exact both phenos that everyone was showing. I'm like, it's not two phenos, it's called one's wants to be root bound almost and not under the canopy. And the other one is under the light and had too much of a root zone. So it's making it grow different. And the minute you figure out how it wants to be grown, then it will grow consistently. So yeah, there are ways that you can get some consistencies, but like you say, environment will always make a huge difference. And even being outdoors, the amount of different flavors that come out of things, um, it's a luxury that I never had until I moved to Barcelona was to be able to grow things outside and then taste the difference and see how the same cup performs indoors and outdoors. So that's been a revelation in flavors and what comes out and dominates and hangs around. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you you have to have a plant, you, ha- you have to be able to let a plant grow to its full potential to to really know what how to dial it back in you know what i mean like how to rein it in so if you have some plants you don't realize you're holding them back until you let it go in a situation where it has unlimited root space you know and it can just like go wherever it wants and all of a sudden that's a different plant than the one that you've been confining to a one gallon or a three gallon or something like that and you know wondering why it was always a, a pissy plant but when you let it go big, it actually, you know, flexed pretty hard and produced a completely different sort of style bud. So, and, and, you know, you can get used to that too. You maybe some people never do that. So they only grow it in those one or three gallons and they end up with a certain type of flower, but they just don't know what they could have had unless they go. So I always like to, to grow new stuff outdoors if I can, um, just, to see where it goes, what time, it, when it flowers, when it, when it, you know, naturally finishes. Cause some plants just keep going and going and going like sage goes forever. If you wanted to, you can like, you know, it'll just keep, does a little spurt, hard enough, tightens up, hardens up. Then all of a sudden a bunch of new white hairs come in, does another spurt, you know, keeps doing that. It's kind of like on the third one is when you want to harvest it. If you harvest it on the first one, it's too early. And if you don't harvest it on that third one, it'll do another one and then it'll be like woody at that point. So. I agree. When I was first growing before I was ever breeding, I'd be obsessed in trying to dial a plant. So when it comes to like the Casey Jones that I won the IC mag with, I harvested like 30 clones and I harvested them at 55, 56, 57, all the way up to 70 days and then had all of them jarred up. And then I like whittled it down to like the seven day period and then the next crop, I grew them out just on those seven days. And then I went down to the three days. And then I started feeding high and lower amounts to see where it was peaking and what it wanted. And it's like after a year, then I had, all right, day 64, this feed, that's the one. Now I've got the plant dialed. 
And that's why I was and, never. And, 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 and then you lost the clone. And then you lost the clone after all. No, no I paused ah. it. The key to not losing <laughs> clones speed was with Casey them Jones. Out. No, it's, yeah. just, it's the same clone. It was it was when he was harvesting it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying, after all that work, then you lose the clone. You're like, fuck. Uh, I've lost other ones, trust me. I've lost many over the years, but luckily that one was passed out to enough people that it's out there and can be retrieved at any time. Which Casey Brains is that? A 33 or something like that? No, it's a, it's a, it's a strain called Casey Jones. C A S E Jones. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. It's a pretty big yielder. It was a pretty good yielder, like a pretty big Huge yielder, yield. very like Huge kind of spir like spirally thing. And yes, I remember. If well, you know, head, you know, this is spirally when it's not done right. Oh. When it's not right, it tightens up. It's just. It's one of those ones, a little bit too mm -hmm. much heat or too much feed, and it does <laughs> open but it, up yeah, a it, bit more. It, it beefs up at the end, but it does have a kind of a weird spiral yeah. shape to it. Yeah. You get some nice little calyxes and stuff on it. It does some weird little things like that. It's a train wreck chocolate tie cross sour diesel. Yeah, and I totally recognize the train wreck in the sort of this bud structure of the whole thing because it has that same, like, smaller glands but lots of them like to yeah. creates creates a more of a which actually in the end i feel is a it's got more like uh substance to it in the long run because sometimes you get certain plants that are all calyx like huge calyxes that look beautiful but when they dry up there's there's nothing there hardly you know and that's not as satisfying <laughs> it's much more satisfying to have lots of stacks of small ones in my opinion yeah, they love that cut in Amsterdam. That cut over to Amsterdam done quite well. A lot of people grew that one out. It become one of the commercial favoured cuts over there because everyone could chop it in like fifty, six days and get a huge yield. Mm -hmm. After they got over the after they got over their power plant, so finally, yeah, finally yeah. got over power plant. Yeah, and now amnesia. Amnesia. That's it. <laughs> it's all they got. I know it's crazy, right? Uh, Still blows my mind, but it's crazy. That's what everyone any, wants. Any super long? So you got any like? Uh, we, I know you got those land races and stuff, but you got any other haze kind of style plants on the on the side going uh, on? Or at the moment, the only ones I've got is the Filipino and the chocolate tie. No real other sativas. I've got the like I said, the other land race that I'm going to start at some point, and I've still got some of the chocolate tie left, so I'm going to look for a male. See if I get a mail from the last few. And I've still got a few nice Pakistani, Nepalese, and some more Afghani. So I've got a few mm -hmm. interesting things I'm going to start going through over the next eight months. And sure. see what, yeah. I was pretty disappointed because the first project that I've done with the, with the Afghani, I've had issues with. So I need to do further testing with that because that's thrown out like some male flowers and it's being done in a little tent and it's not the best to be doing the test grow in. It was just thrown in there last minute when I found out I've got to move house. But mm. yeah, I'm disappointed with that. So I maybe have to look for a different male because the line that I've worked with it is the truth and using a line that's got chem dog and OG Kush and going into a land race may not be something I'm able to do and get away with, so... Right. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the truth also because Dave's got the truth 
strain at his place, right? Don't you have what tell us what so we have two two truths. I don't know. Don't, it can't really be know, two I truths. I don't know if they can't a, have two truths. There's only one I, truth. I don't think <laughs> no, I, I, I think <laughs> there's, there's, there's another truth from someone called Mendelbrot, I believe. Oh yeah, Mendelbrot. Yeah. He he had that's three truths. Had, we're we're yeah, up to three had truths. Had so. It was called something else and then a rapper named it the truth and he kind of then capitalized on that and renamed it. So the oh, well, a rapper. It's not, it didn't come from a rapper. This one came from someone who uh, honeymooned in Jamaica. So it was a, uh, allegedly a Jamaican land race strain that made its way to Colorado. And it is, uh, it's beautiful. It's pretty awesome. I've seen it. I've seen it. So, um, yeah, it's like he smuggled it back in his sock or something stupid. I, or I don't something. know how it got Some, in, but it's, it's, it's not something the, dumb. Something yeah. dumb. It, it, it's here. So, it's it's, so, it's, so, it's in so the Mandelbrot's truth and Mandelbrot long. Uh, Andrew Mandelbrot, that guy was fucking awesome. Um, uh, Neil with Fishinata worked with him a lot. His magnum opus was awesome. He had a cool family. He was uh, taken too early. Anyhow, uh, Mandelbrot's the truth is a three-way cross Maui. Cross with uh, Amherst Super Skunk. Cross with Kim Dog. This was a this was strain was named but, after. But to be honest, to be so. to be fair to Mendelbrot, he hasn't written that information down because if he would have wrote that, he would have done it correctly and not written Kim Dog as a male because Kim Dog ain't a male, and the way they spelled it was probably wrong as well. And uh, it should be. But yeah, you can't have Kim Dog in the male position. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So the writing of it's not quite right, and mm, yeah, it was called Maui Dog or something originally, and then they changed the name. But it's like it's not him no more; it's his brother or someone else that runs. Now it's like yeah, his brother doing him with legacy. Yeah, yeah. The totally this this truth's totally unrelated from those two. Well, it's I got a truth. You want to hear about my truth? It's so hard with names these days to pick a right? name hasn't been used. My kind of attitude on it now is like, unless you've got distribution and you're a legit seed company, then I'm not really like considering you in the name game thing because otherwise you've got just this dude who does like 300 crosses in his house and, yeah. and puts every name that exists down. And I'm like, what the fuck did you do that for, bro? What, how, how am I going to name anything now? You just come up with every logical name for everything with a fucking purple strain. You know what I mean? Now no one else can name anything. And you're just sitting at home with the seeds and no one's ever growing them. And you're going to keep it by using one of the names. Yeah, yeah, it definitely should be in in already out there in some sort of production and or at least from somebody who, you know, you, you respect and then you're like, okay, I'll back off, I guess. Yeah, that's it. It's I always do my best I, to try and search it out. And I've changed the name once because I, I had the Chem Valley Cooks was originally called Cookie Monster Kush. And then I see that someone else had that uh, source genetics or I can't remember who it was, but it was some OG, OG Cushman, I think it is. He's got a screen like oh, that. Oh, yeah, he's get OG Cushman pissed off. Yeah. I like, he's he's such a, a nice guy, Chris. He's a he's cool a, guy. A, so the minute I saw that, I'm like, oh, no, I like him. He's legit. Change that straight away. So <laughs> that was changed. And I had some someone I know done a song about it with the name of the track that 
So Correct. I still changed it, do you know what I mean? Regardless, because it was someone I respected. And well, when it comes to problems. those he situations, got... I'll do that. But you gave, when it's you just... Gave, um, you gave him some free props on his strain. So he's got to actually... Now he's got to rap, or, rap it about his strain without him even yeah, knowing exactly. what it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Cool, cool. Um, well, I think we're at that see. point of the show where we should shout out to some people, but I don't want gonna, you to go anywhere, True. Stay. You can hang out with us. We're going to yeah. do some shout outs and we're yeah, going to also give away, give away lights. You, can, you can hang yeah. out and give away some lights. I mean, might as well. You, you've, been up, you've been up this late. It was like two, three in the morning now for you. It's like about Bro, three. My, my light didn't come until midnight. I quickly watered things. And at the moment, my body clock's all over the place. So. It doesn't so you're, you're chilling. You're chilling. Cool. Right, so, but I got. I got to go. Um, I do have a couple. Couple announcements. Couple announcements. Yeah. Let's start with you then. So, uh, if you go over to Nick Rearsden IG, he's doing uh, an auction um, for Duke. So far, he's got. He's going to be auctioning off these kind of goodies. So, one of Duke's screen needle packs. A signed Colin Gordon Ethos pack, a Money Mike signed Moth Familia pack, a DJ Short number seven, 313 pack, a Unicorn Poop pack. I know, that was a mess. Uh, Ruben Krause, uh, Dark Horse signed pack, Exotic signed pack. Um, just all off to go for, for, for Duke's fund. Um, it's, the fund is back up, so please donate if you can. If you can't, we understand, but if you can, it helps him uh, get out a little quicker. So. Uh, that and then uh, Soulfire is doing something really cool. Um, he's got a strain out called Free the Duke. It's uh, ultraviolence crossed with Grim Bastard OG. 12 seeds a pack. He's only doing 100 packs and they're gone. 100 bucks a pack. So nice. that's pretty cool. Him, so that's awesome. You can check that out on our website right now. Pre sales going on. We'll, we'll ship them out Monday. But uh, that's all I got. I appreciate yeah, I appreciate coming on. True. Uh, and then, guys, I'm out. Pleasure. James Bean, man on the scene. James Bean. Ctiernow.com. We'll give him a double shout out. He'll, he'll get double, double, triple. Oh, look, the <clears> screen <throat> just got bigger. Uh, we're so that. much more. We're so much more. So, uh, all right. Let's, let's start with our uh, first sponsor, New Millennium Nutrients. New Millennium Nutrients.com. Uh, this is a one-stop shop for getting, if you need to get newts for your, any kind of sized uh, facility, big or small, these are the guys you want to talk to, not only cost efficient, but just puts out the best in terps and production, super easy to work with. You only have to deal with seasons and hope you can deal with that. My mother loves them. That's all that really matters. Mom loves it. If mom loves it, you got to go with it, right? I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, so you go to newmillenniumnutrients.com. You tell them you want to get the done deal. Uh, you can also just pick up one or two products from them. You don't have to get the whole range. If you do, I suggest you get the Decision, the uh, Winter Frost, and I would pick up some uh, Ruby Fulvic. That way you've got yourself really easy to use products that you can use with any other formula without fucking around or without any kind of NPK bullshit. Just straight up goodness as far as like the, the winter frost will help you finish your plants out better. Uh, you can really see the difference between what you normally run and when you run with that. And uh, the decision is a great 
product because it's something you don't find with many other people. When you are in that in-between phase, you hit them up with two rounds of this decision and you'll see your plants just come off like never before. You'll be like, holy shit, these things are going to be beasts. They'll tighten up. No PGRs, no bullshit like that. Um, check them out, newmillenniumnutrients.com. Tell them you want to know. I, I can say I, I walked into his grow and I, I saw it on the shelf. So I, and I saw there. a lot of it on the shelf. So I can tell you he's not full of shit. He uses the product. and Ooh, you could have. He's full of shit. You can save that. You can save that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. He, he, knows, his, he knows his fish shit. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. I jumped the gun. Anyway. He, he really does use the product, the new millennium nutrients. And our next would be Incredibles Edibles. I love Incredibles. Um, Tell us all about it, Dave. The best edibles on the market. I've known these guys since the beginning. They, they grow a consistent quality product. So they grow in-house. They process their own. They sell a, a very, very high quality product. Every time you eat a 50 milligram gummy, it's the same experience that you had before. They're not selling bullshit. They're, they're scientists that run their lab. Tops in the business. Adam goes way, way back with them from the beginning. They, they do everything but flour. Edibles, gummies, chocolates, tarts. I love Incredibles.com. If you want a CBD product, it's TruePura.com. And that's their mm -hmm. CBD line. 100% they can ship across the country so it's they can ship it to England they can, they can ship it to Spain right Couldn't they? Why not? they could well I, I so. don't know if they would but they could England England, not so much what, what England's tough oh, no, yeah. England I guess all. because of novel it, foods yeah, nothing. it's very difficult you get nothing <laughs> <laughs> so truepura.com uh, if you mention the done deal or enter the done deal in the uh, the code at the end Right before you uh, you know, process your order, you're going to get twenty percent off. So done deal in the promo code for True Cura. Definitely build a soil. Oh shit! Buildasoil.com. They are the fucking source right there. If you want to go to buildasoil.com, check them out. Uh, been with us since the beginning. These guys uh, lay down the best in the best products when it comes to no-till. Uh, organic growing in general, IPM products. They, got, they keep they keep you in check. Uh, Jeremy's a wealth of knowledge. You can go to any of the shows that he's been on with us. Pick up. Uh, you can go back to any of those ones. You can also go online to their website. Uh, also got mushrooms in house now. You can get uh, mushroom spore bags sent direct and just cut an X in that bad boy and get it on a rack and spray it every day. You got yourself some beautiful oyster mushrooms or uh, shiitakes and he's got all sorts of different kinds. Lion's mane. Uh, so check them out. You can also go to 855-877-SOIL if you want to talk to them direct and don't have a computer for some strange reason. Free shipping, Colorado and New Mexico a $500 order. Follow them on Instagram at Build a Soil. I mean, it's they're they're doing great things. They they functioned all throughout this this whole pandemic and made sure that their customers had access to quality soil and ingredients. And now they're planting food. So buildasoil.com. Build I've heard soil. so much good things about Build a Soil. They're a company that I've had my yeah. 
eye on for so long now. I wish I had the opportunity over here to go to a place like that. That's kind of got my interest. That made me go out and buy the the like team with micro books and all of these kind of things. And it really mm-hmm. sparked my interest when I heard about that whole concept of being able to go to one place and get all of the different things to really be a true organic grower not oh yeah, yeah i've got this out of a bottle it says organic i'm an organic grower those yeah. organic growers break me a little bit i love the craft so the fact that 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 we all just saw it exist is just an incredible thing so yeah awesome. well, we'll have to introduce you to jeremy and you can start out build a soil barcelona or something like that someone needs to do it trust me yeah definitely um green farms Green Farms. GreenFarmsMed.com, Colorado Springs Medical Dispensary. So here in Colorado, you can get no-till grown cannabis, grown with almost 100% of the products he gets from Jeremy. So he's like one of the he's like one of the best customers. But uh, yeah, so no-till grown cannabis here in Colorado uh, in the springs. You get your done deal there. So it's definitely worth making making your way. And they have incredible. So it's yep. like a, it's like an Adam Dunn show conglomerate, right there. You just got them all going down. But uh, also check out their Instagram account. Some amazing product coming out of their shoot week. He's been just dialing it in, dialing it in each time, and you would watch the progression of that of that uh, garden. It is looking beautiful these days, and wow. it's just nice sure. to know that you've never been sprayed with anything. No bullshit. So it's just not like, you know, oh, well, I just did this. It's like, no, not from day one to the end. If anything ever happens, those things get yanked out and taken out the door. So, uh, yep, check them out. If you want to see some properly grown cannabis, that's your spot. There you go. Build us. Uh, so, <laughs> and Green Farms Med and then Green Farms Feed and Seed. Don't forget Green Farms Feed and Seed in Louisville. If you need to, if you happen to live up in Boulder, Denver area or close enough to Louisville and you want to pick up a bunch of products uh, that are all organic based, you just go to Green Farms Feed and Seed, same deal, ask for the done deal as always. And uh, you can get it right there immediately. You don't have to wait for nothing. Don't wait for nothing. Don't wait for nothing. And our newest Re- sponsor, Ozo Coffee. Oh shit. So ozocoffee.com. You get mm. 20% off your first order. Ozocoffee.com, 20% off, enter done deal in the promo code. All their coffee is sourced by, I, I believe it's um, Noah, who goes across the country and meets these small little farmers. He works out a deal with them. He has the bean shipped green and they roast it on like a 1959 roaster in Boulder, Colorado. It, once you've had this coffee, you will not Folgers. You will not anything. I it hope is, you don't Folgers. Whatever it is you were drinking beforehand, if you thought you were going to Costco and buying the 20-pound sack and you thought, oh, man, I'm saving money, you're saving money on shit coffee. This is great coffee. Go to ozocoffee.com. You have to try it. If you send an email to dundeal at adamdunshow.com, with Ozo in the subject line, we have about three or four bags of a 12 ounce bag of their eighth wonder coffee to give away. Wow. I'll figure out how to ship it to you. <clears throat> so send an email in and we'll pick, we'll use a random number generator like we did for our oh, yeah. later. But no, I, I used a, ra- I sent Mark a copy of it. I used a random number generator and uh, we, we put the winner for the, 
You know, I'm so impressed. I'm impressed. Ozocoffee.com. Great, great people. Locally owned. Three or four stores. Go to their website. Use the spend deal. a little money there. They're, use the done deal. They're great, great people. I drink their coffee every day. I dropped a five-pound bag off at Adam's place, so I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, of course. All right. Yeah. So I'll see my thing went down. Oh, uh-oh. oh, speaking of which, yeah, you ever go hang out there, True? Yeah, that's my hangout, to be honest. Pete's my homie. So, virtual high five. Here we go. I this saw him today. It's so yeah, funny. You did. I was in the city today, walking along randomly, and as yeah. I turned a corner, I see Pete. I'm like, oi. So I went and said hello, had a little chat with him. The club's not open at the moment. He's not risking it. He's going to wait until the next stage. But yeah, it was right. good to see him, give him a hug, see, see how he's getting All on. Right. And look at that ice leg. I'm surprised he hugged you. He's very yeah, really? germaphobe. He's a big he's a big germaphobe. He's very yeah, he's germaphobe. A but he's also pretty rational. So I think he's not lost his mind over. Uh, you're, half, you're, you're half correct there. He probably yeah. gave the <laughs> sanitizer afterwards. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, if you if and when the clubs do finally open up and you want to hit a good spot, you go to and you want to use your done deal credit internationally. You just roll up. You say, "What up? I need that done deal at Treasure." Uh, he was doing some renovations before to make it more COVID friendly, I guess, with less seating in the middle and some on, you know, he had some other, some other plans. So I, I'm interested to see how it uh, pans out, but killer spot, killer people, great, great art, just good, good, good vibe all around. So if you're in, if, and when you get to Barcelona, that's, that is your spot. It's good to, good to see good to see true is knows quality when he sees it. and he said you were picky before you see how he said he's like oh not many clubs yeah when you were talking about barcelona before i shot adam a little note during it i'm like you know yeah, it would be great if we got true and was you know a treasure and then all of a sudden you went into what coffee sh- what what a club you were working with and i was waiting i was easy hey, treasure and you didn't say treasure yeah. and now you hang out there so that you, you if you're gonna Even work better. with two clubs one of them. <laughs> so uh, see, see if you can get yours on the shelf there, because that would be something. Nice. You know, I do have things on there occasionally. There are little bits like it's just that at the moment I've had such small scale growing that I haven't really had much to go into the clubs, but occasionally I put a little something on there, which is always nice. 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 Remember Good earlier when you were talking about quality BHO, yep. people who did it right? That's apothecary extracts. Our next sponsor. Oh they, shit! They just—I I mean, they're—they're they're, whatever formula they're using and the terps that they're pulling down. It's the—it's it, so strain specific. Each flavor has its own profile to it, and I find myself smoking a little bit of it every day. So, uh, apothecary extract has three locations. You mentioned yep. a done deal. Doing it. You get a gram of extract, their ambrosia, and a infused, infused joint. joint for twenty-five bucks. So give them a try. Apothecaryextracts.com, or, or is it a Mark will put it up on the website? But Apothecary Extracts oh, on Instagram. Apothecaryfarms.com. Sorry. There we go. Um, follow them on Instagram. They're really great people. They've treated us really well. We're hoping you guys are enjoying what they're doing. Um, so apothecary extracts, they've got tons of flavors in 14er. 
who, you know, I'm totally biased for, they use them to process their BHO. So that says a lot because uh, they're a really picky bunch. Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, oh, yeah. Look, I got all the, I got all the props today. Yeah. We've got the mother uh, load of apothecary. So. Yeah. Well, no, but that was 14 or rosin. He was pulling. This is 14. There. I was doing 14. Yeah. Oh, he said 14. I know, but they don't come yet. Next is extract. Oh, extract oh, craft. Wow. Yeah. So start Ooh, talking about extractcraft.com as you take, finish your dab, but extractcraft.com you can follow him on instagram and adam will tell you all about him well if you need to get uh some tabletop uh alcohol extraction these are the guys to go to hand built here in colorado uh super easy to use 98 percent return on all your alcohol so uh super efficient great for making all sorts of tinctures it doesn't have to be cannabis you can think about all these other herbs and things you can sort of collect and make your own tinctures it's time, people. It's time to survive. You may end up... This might be the only thing that keeps you going. It might be that little tincture you fucking made. You'd be like, shit. Couldn't get... Couldn't grab anything mm-hmm. else. So, uh, no, but it's, it's an awesome way to uh, concentrate all of your different uh, plant... Different, uh, you know, medicinal plants out there. Uh, you can also... Uh, Take a look at their. You can also take a look at their uh, Instagram account, which is Extract Craft Users. Uh, I think is the name. Or, or you just type it, in Extract Craft. It, it pre-populates there, and they also yeah. are running an ad on Instagram too. So uh, mm-hmm. once you search for it, it'll probably just the algorithm will pick it up and it'll wind up in your. So a, in a your lot team. of cool, a lot of cool things on there. You can see guys using it to make uh, shatter, make all sorts of different other products. If you got vac oven, you can get a little bit more crazy and check out, you can work all parameters of it. So check them out, extractcraft.com. And it's just a company. If you want to go check out, if you do get one of these machines and you want to get, uh, you know, actually use it, you're going to have to get yourself some alcohol. You can go to uh, 420extractor.com, which is uh, made here in Colorado at Mystic Mountain uh, Distillery. So they've uh, locally made specifically for extraction of cannabis. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're using the best quality uh, inputs, which is what it's all about. So if you use the best quality cannabis, best quality ex- uh, alcohol to extract, work with a, with a machine like the Extract Craft, you can pull off some super clean, uh, awesome concentrates safely in your own home, which is important. Safe part. Yes. Safe part. Don't blow yourself up. Don't do that. Fourteen or holy cow! Shit, got it. Holy shit! This is their straw man rosin. I smoked all mine this week, so (laughs) I got the wedding cake here. I got the wedding cake here, but fourteen or (laughs) fourteen or boulder.com. You have to pre-order, so you go to fourteen or boulder.com. Click on pre-order if you're a med patient. Click on the med side if you're a rec patient. Stay rec. Place your pre-order. You're going to get a text message to tell you when your order is ready. Uh, fantastic. You won't have to worry. There's one person in, one person out. When you get there, you tell them you're there. They'll call you in when it's your time. Your flower. Uh, true. Oh, I really, I would love someday for you to come take a look at their gardens. It, it is the genetics they're growing are different from all the other places here in Colorado. They, they really, they source from themselves their breeder is i believe the most the highest paid person in the whole company and uh, the truth is something special yes i'm biased one day i walked in 
and I had joked around that they should cross the truth with a whole bunch of strains I really liked just to see what would happen. So they trust Deadhead OG with the truth. So it became a Deadhead Jamaican cross. And when they had to write the name down, somebody just quickly wrote DJC, Deadhead Jamaican Cross, because they didn't know if it would stick or not or whatever it was. Now, long story short, they happen happens to be my initials. And my son works there as a grower. And he walked up and said, what are my dad's initials doing on this strain of cannabis? And they're like, that's your dad's initials? No problem. And a couple of weeks later, this is on the shelf. And I, I, they can do no wrong by my eyes to put my mug on a fa- uh, on some cannabis. It was it was heartwarming, and it happens to be a fire strain and their bestseller. So if they only older, if they only knew the risk they were taking by putting your face <laughs> like, that board meeting, I, I may have yeah, it's bad. I, <laughs> idea of the world. It's, well, it's there. No, it is, it's okay. So, it's all good. I'm glad. You know, I'm glad you got. Hey, I listen. I. I even I we were you, know, you were talking about Mickey Hart earlier. I would or, or uh, James was. Um, I I wrote to to uh, Craig who manages the band just to let him know that that triangle was behind there, and he's like, "Go enjoy yourself." Nice. So we, at least I'll get a, a little warning. He was like, "I already have a lawyer working on that. Don't you worry. Here, I don't want to get sued. You're, go, no. you're going down." Mark, Mark wants us to move along. So fourteenaboulder.com. Check them out. And then Fishhead Farm. Oh, Fishhead. yeah. Now here's now here's a yeah. product you should try to get through. If you can, mm-hmm. I don't know. It would end up costing about six thousand dollars <laughs> to have it shipped shit. over there, but but <laughs> it's a fucking. Oh, I have the latest winner too up on the screen right now. Really? Yeah. Remember awesome. uh, the the email that DJC sent earlier this week. Is it really mm-hmm. embarrassing? No, it's the it's the oh. it was the winner for the fish hit. Got it. That you sent. The, they already sent them out. Stuff. I forgot who it was though. I'm sorry, and I'll look at it after in a second here. But well, he always wants us to give away more, so please write in so we can have yeah. something to draw from. The last time we had, I mean, hundreds of entries. We'd love it again. So if you want some fish shit, it really does something. I mean, we have it going on our garden out back, and it, I can say it, it really does rock. It's shitty but uh but the true situation it's a shitty situation you have to you have to make a depiction of a fish wearing a diaper because uh, people always thought the fish were killed to harvest the shit but we wanted them to know they each get their own diaper at birth they wear that diaper and then they harvest that diaper so and then they get a new one when they need to shit again so uh, if you want to, we'll, we'll send you some. We'll send you the, that product's name's already got over here. I already know several people that have had some little bottles shipped over. So the reputation's spreading fast for that one. I'm familiar with the little logo and the whole brand in behind it. I've seen it. So, yeah, oh, that's an international fish ship. So who put a fish in a toilet bowl over here? What the hell's going on? Uh, what happened? Yeah, they so, put, is it so, a live fish? Yeah, the winner. Is it a live fish? It was a live fish in a toilet, it looks like, and they put they like Microsoft or paint like put like a diaper on it. And then it says Adam Dunshow. I, even, I, show can't even, uh, I okay. couldn't see the diaper. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah I saw it. Was, yeah. All right. Okay. There you go. I ate for yeah. effort. Or, you know, it has Adam Dunshow and smoke on the bottom and it says fish it on the toilet bowl. 
Wow. That's quality they went right above there. And beyond. <laughs> above and beyond. Definitely, definitely. Once you get the eye for detail, once you start explaining the incredible detail thrown in there, I, I'm, I'm quite impressed already. No, but it is, uh, I just used it for the first round or the first time on the last round. Amazing. I mean, definitely noticeable terp enhancement. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see it now. A little diaper. I can barely see the diaper. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. It looks like a hat almost upside down. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like a hat. <laughs> it looks almost like it looks like a tinfoil hat, Dave. It a almost looks like something you, you would wear. Uh oh. Uh oh. What happened? What happened? Uh-oh. It died. A tinfoil hat for no. It's perfect. This is actually hitting great. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Okay, so yeah, fish it. Uh, fishheadfarms.com if you want to go check them out. And hit us up at dundeal at adamdunshow.com with uh, your fish it pictures uh, with the diapers yep. on the fish. Easiest way to now. So now it's time. True, maybe you'll help us. We have to give away a lamp. Awesome. Well, yeah, we give away a lamp once a month. Not yet. Not yet. Not quite yet. No. I thought we did seeds here now. No, that was uh, was the prequel. Sorry, I thought we were. That was the prequel. That was a trailer. Fuck up several times a show. True. Don't worry. This is normal. That was the trailer to the actual incredible ad we're going to do right now. Seeds Go here say now, it. Dot, dot. Dot. Seeds here now dot com. Seeds here now 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 dot 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 now 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 want to have to deal with all of us that's for sure but you don't have to you can just deal with one company seats here now and he'll do all the dealing wheeling and dealing with these guys to get you the best of the best latest in genetics uh also you're you have a forum on their on their website too so it's like if you need to talk to the breeders direct just get on that forum ask them a question lo and behold if it's me, I'll never answer you. <laughs> but if I'm wondering what happens guy, if you try to put the seed back onto paper towels and then yank it off. Oh God, is that a problem? A, yeah, I think bad it's idea. A problem. Okay, bad idea. It's a bad right, idea. I'm just, I'm, that's bad. Goes down in bad. the bad column. Bad. Okay. Good. Good. Bad. Thank you, well, thank you Mr. Grower, Mr. Reader. No one explains yeah, to me the little. small things. They're just like, oh yeah, just well, do this and do that, and then it's like, oh, <laughs> you can't do that. Now you have a form for that. I don't know, man. All right. No, never do that. Whatever you just did, don't ever do that. Okay, do that's that. pretty much that's that usually <laughs> that's usually the rules. Um, ask Dave; he knows. I right? fuck up all the time. I know. And break Dave. the rules. I break all of Adam's rules. Yep. <clears throat> it's true. Adam has a whole bunch of rules. Just so you know, he you would like you would you would think I'm more of an anarchist, but I have a, a lot of rules. A lot of rules. A lot of rules. The mums are. The boss grower. So if they're rules that came from your mum, then they're probably good rules. Exactly. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. We all decided before you got on the show, my family, we met his mom that we want his mom to be our mom. So now I've already heard many yeah. stories about how much of a legend Adam's mom is. Uh, legend. See, oh, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah. It's good to hear. Seedsherenow.com. <laughs> uh, Seedsherenow.com. Speaking of legends. Well, maybe there can be a look. I'm looking at two legends on the screen right now, so I'm wondering: is there any potential collab in the works? Oh, you sure. Know, always, always potential. Look. There's always potential for a collab. Now, I don't you know, know exactly not, which great names. You know, 
maybe that we can figure something out. Mm, maybe names are the last last part we want to work on. <laughs> Let's get the fucking product. People right, stall it. Yeah. On to Illuminar. Uh, this is it. Dun 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 dun. Illuminar.com. You're gonna do it. You're gonna make it. You're gonna do it. What? You're gonna since you have their phone number, text first the link, and then call. No, just call them and just do like I did last time and put the phone right next okay. to the mic and we'll be good to go. So we don't have to. Touch. Okay, do I want to read the, uh, the, the, there, this one has a poem. I didn't yeah. pick it because of the oh. poem, but there is a poem. Do you want me to read it? Random number generator we use. It just happens to be a poem. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, it just happened to be a poem. <laughs> I picked three and then DJC gave me the, the random number generator to pick them. And it won? And this one won, yes. Random generate. Wow. Yeah, I have a photo is... of it just in case anybody argues. So, and I didn't win it. You're a friend of yours. Something like, no, fuck you. And I have a photo of the random number generator. So there we go. So number the, number two. So the, so the poem could totally suck is what you're trying to say. Yes. Didn't, <laughs> that's what I was doing. <laughs> yes. I got you. Yes. Okay. It's cool. We're not, we did not pick it because of the quality of the poem. No. But we'll take right. it. Let's do it. You guys ready? Okay. Why do I need a mm-hmm. three... 15 ceramic uh, ceramic metal highlights from my home because old single-ended bulbs aren't enough for my dome. I need better spectrums to produce more trichomes. HPS has much too yellow. It makes me an unhappy fellow. It's not quite the right spectrum. Burning my retinas make me feel dumb. Can you help me so I may blaze highest grade and keep my mind healthy? So even though I can't afford new lights today because I'm not wealthy, CMH has better spectrums. More UV costs, causes frost, you can see. Dear Mr. Sagemaster, can you select me? It's the same yeah. poem, dude. That's oh. the same fucking poem as last time. Oh, that's the same one? Oh, yes. Because I picked it from I was the old I was like, Okay. I was listening like, wait a minute. Well, he can't win. Well, we got another one. We got uh, another I was one. Like, I, I, saw, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, this is good. Sounded really we were about to give him a new light. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's my bad. All right. Cool. I'm Ray, glad you what, figured that was his out. name? What was his, so now what do we have? One or three? That was Jake. I almost won again. Jake. Jake, you almost won again. You Not almost bad. beat us. Okay. You almost beat the system. Well, we got another one. Uh, let's see here. No poems. No poem. No poem. It's just... Uh, well, this one was a dual submission. It was a, it was a husband and wife. Both submitted separately. Oh. And the wife was what? like, please give him a light because he spends all of his money on cannabis stuff and doesn't have like uh, like uh, money for shirts and stuff. Okay, what about... Oh, well, that anyway, should have been the first winner then. That's amazing. That's like the, the hair thing where the guy... Right? Where the... The wife sells her hair, yeah, and uh, and he sells the comb, right? You know, to buy each other the gift. Come on, they're winners. Come okay. on, applause right now. <laughs> All right, winners. man. I don't know how this is gonna work. I'm gonna try and get this going, but I don't know how it's gonna work. So do it, do it. Do you have this? Do you have this problem on your show, True? Well, just getting guests is a headache. So anything beyond that is stressful. I haven't really ventured into calling random people. That's too much stress for me. I can't even get the people who agree to come on to do it on time, let alone people who are not expecting a phone call. The thing I've learned working with Adam is this one never, ever, ever, ready, never, ever show up or start on time. That will never work. Yeah, never, it never will yeah. work. It will only go downhill if you show up and start on time. Is because Daniel? it will be in Adam's oh, world. Oh, sh- shut the hell up. What's going on, man? Uh, this is MTI from the Adam Dunn Show. Um, Hold up the thing to the mic. Come on, you can do it. Yeah, I know. I'm getting it. Speakerphone it. 
Do it loud. Speakerphone. Speakerphone on this. For some what? Reason. I don't know. The kind of phone doesn't have a speakerphone. You won the light, dude. Yo, he has to know the word of the fucking oh, yeah. month. Come what's on, the, let's yeah, go. What's the word of the month? Do you know the word of the month? H-I-G is the oh, word. Nice. So, balloons, balloons, balloons. We have a successful winner, guys. Oh, thank you. So yeah, congratulations, you dude. I'm... It's yeah. not Tony Baloney with a fake name, is it? Yeah, right on. No, I, I saw it's you guys' Mike Denver. and uh, I thought that was funny. It's Mike Denver but, uh, and Tony yeah. Baloney together? I'm going to get my... I'm going uh, to... Tony Denver. Your stuff to... Uh, have you have you do you have a producer for your show or do you do it by yourself true because if you have somebody like mark you learn to read his facial you need a mark no you need a mark you're fucking up you You gotta have a mark i know know what the sound wave for uh (laughs) because i've had to delete it so many times from my podcast i'll figure that whole thing out i think i have a way to make that happen next time so okay that's the coolest story ever i wish we could get them so that was mark's way of was that Mark's way of winning a light himself secretly? Ah, that, ah, yes. and no, some guy. Oh yeah, that was my mom and, and my dad. Ah, mom and dad, your mom and dad wrote you. I did. get it. I see, I see what's happened. happening. Yeah. Come on, you should text them the the Zoom link. It would be great to get them on and hear that story. That is really cool. They they neither of them knew that the other one was sending the email in. For a lamp, and they both did at the same time. Send, send him a link. Send him a link. I'll send yeah. him a link. And now he's not married. He just made it up, and he's just there with like a man. It's still a great story. <laughs> I don't, don't care. Blow, That's still a great story. Don't blow Mark's deal. Look at how <laughs> sad Mark is. He knows. Oh, he's now he's like, wait a minute. Can somebody act like husband and wife really quick? Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me text it. How can I text without looking at it? <laughs> if if the son of a bitch and bastard guys call in, fuck them, man. I'm telling you, and they're not husband and wife. Here's that I, one girl. You guys could do it. God damn it. Dude, I don't even know if the show's still on. Marcus. No, we're good. Okay. Yeah. So Illuminar, finish the Illuminar thing, and then let's go. <laughs> let's do that. And then I, you have me doing. I don't know if I can get them on. Sorry. Scotty from Illuminar. Uh, see, see, this is how you put pressure on your tech guy. True. This is how it works. You see the stress. See the shine. Oh, he's like, come on, dudes. We could have been done by now. Why are we going on? What is going on? Yeah. Like, <laughs> wrap know. it up. Tell wrap me that. Well, we right. started Illuminar, Illuminar Lighting. The reason we can give away light every month is because Illuminar Lighting is just an awesome fucking company that puts out amazing products. And they understand that the people who listen to this show, 85% of the people... <laughs> Have watched the show while trimming weed. That's all. That's all they need to know. Oh yeah, that's that's a, that's a good. If you statistic. if you know that statistic, you can pretty much say this is the group we want to be working with because it's all you know. We're talking about real people growing real weed, sitting listening to three hour long podcasts, going like, what the fuck. Is it finally getting to the trim jail part of the show? Is this a, we need to do a weekly trim jail special call out to all the people trimming weed because you know they're there right now, like right now. Well, some I, guy I know trimming weed and he's listening to the show and he's going like, "Is he talking to me right now?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm talking to you, buddy. Clean the fucking scissors. Clean that. Don't think you can get away with it like that." It's all mushing up. I can see it. I can see Larfy. the fucking. It's Larfy. <laughs> Clean that shit up. Tighten it up. This is Trim Jail, 
episode one, we're going to have to give like a hint of the day. Just keep the scissors clean. Oh, you know, you should get, you ever see those little scissor cleaner box things that you get, which you put your alcohol in and you kind of like rub the thing. Oh, it's pretty dope. I was, I used one in the last session. I was like, all right, this is, should be a mandatory. My difference tip between partners, My tip for the trimmers is trim the smaller buds first. Because if you do the big ones first, it will break your spirit by the time you get to the little ones and you're like, fuck it, I'm not trimming these. So trim the smallest buds, all the little popcorns, get those nice and trimmed up. And then when you're really getting pissed off with trimming, you're down to the big old boulders. Then it's easy to just fly through them and you're like, oh, thank yeah, fuck, really I finished right. that. And you, and and you can't get them. mad. You can't get mad at a giant bud. It's hard. No, it's exactly. Really hard. It. Like, it's really easy to get mad at a little tiny bud. <laughs> little buds, exactly. <laughs> They will piss you off. They break your spirit towards the end. So if you get those out of the way first and then do mm -hmm. the big buds, that's the way to do it and finish happy. I do the same if I have a lot of different types of strains. I usually, I always like save my, the easiest to trim, best looking plant for last. Cause if you try to do that first and work the other way around and get down to those, like you just, at the end, you're just like, Fuck it, I don't even care. <laughs> so don't do that. Give that away. I'll just give that to Dave. I'm like, Dave Pyle. What? Dave Pyle over there. Yeah. No, I, I knew I wasn't going to get the shit because he said just split it with Mark. So it could have been a random. You I did. Oh, uh, I feel sorry for Mark because I know he went through everybody. Wait, like analyzed. I, I didn't. I just grabbed right <laughs> standing right there. I went, one, two, one, two, one, two. Oh, yeah. I quickly like took pictures of everything and cataloged it all, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that awesome. That was a lot of fun. True. You're you're great. You're great to have on. You're you're welcome to come on anytime, as I'm sure Adam would say. Please. Yes. Yeah. And we're gonna end up in we as a crew will be in Barcelona and when we can and we'll get together with you over there and we'll go meet over at PD Spot and we'll do a show from there live, like like we wanted to do and uh make a special of it. So sooner that. hopefully than later, you know. So but from your list, I, man. I'll have cool. a small wood of flavors for you, hopefully. So I hope nice. so. I hope so. Yeah. So uh, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, best way to people? is Instagram, True Cannabis. Also, the other one is the True Cannacast, which is the podcast page. And if you search on things like iTunes and all of the platforms, the True Cannacast, it will come up but you've got to put it in specifically, otherwise it don't find it in the search. And then, yeah, I'm on Instagram. If you've ever got any questions about my genetics, holler at me. I'm always happy to answer questions. Often it's better to ask the questions on a picture. And then that way, if it's a, a question that people commonly ask, it's out there for other people to read it. And it saves me going through the same questions again and again in private messages. But I will answer private messages if there is something specific we want to talk about there. I do like to have a good relationship with my growers. And yeah, that's why I've gone with seeds here now as a distributor that side of the world because I believe in my genetics and I like the way their company backs all of the seeds and has a good group of breeders. So that's why I've gone down that route and yeah. You're in, you're in good I'm company. On, yeah, I'm on your Instagram it. page here for true Canon genetics and uh, 37,000 followers. Bravo, man. 
Yeah, I've been on there a while and like I was they're looking- all they're all Filipino bots that bleed really well. Them and being in Barcelona, it's kind of interesting for all the people in England to kind of see the lifestyle. So I do get a lot of people that kind of that watch from that angle as well as as well as growers. So yeah, it's an interesting thing to show people the adventures and trials and tribulations of a boutique breeder. Nice. I love it. Is it like three twelve in the morning in, in Barcelona? Yep. That is exactly right. Thank you for sticking it out with us. Yeah, that's all right. Like I said, I sent the request in, but it's private. So hopefully you'll accept my, yeah. no, my I see request. it. No, <laughs> message you back. Awesome. Right on. Well, appreciate well, cool. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I want to thank all of our sponsors for sponsoring the show, obviously. Uh, big shout out to uh, Ace Down at the Farm, Rusta Rub, Big A, and crew, the whole fam. Um, beautiful ICC, little Nick, who is uh, going fucking. Made an impression more... on my daughters. They, they, Did he? they love them. Yeah, oh, they love them. They're, they're like, they want to come back and play. And I felt yeah. so bad, you know? And they, the kids just wanted to play. And we're Fair like, don't, don't hug. Don't, talk, you know, get, get away. And it's like, the, how do you tell kids not to be kids? It's so hard. It's so hard. I hope he was okay after we left. He was, he, he was looking, uh, he, he was, he had that redhead in his eyes. He's like, when, when are these other people are coming? When are people coming? Ah, people, people, need yeah. people. Uh, yep. Well, hopefully, like I said, we'll get to Barcelona soon. We'll get to hang out, mm-hmm. and yeah. definitely next harvest, I will have MTI come down to trim jail because he was so eager this time oh, yeah. to come down. I'm better now at that trimming than I am at growing. <laughs> now that I know his eagerness, I will make sure to have him down. Yeah, for sure. I'm help down. it out. I'm in. Uh, See you guys next week. I have no idea what we're doing, but we'll figure it out, right? <laughs> you'll right. you'll know Absolutely. when I you will know when I know. That's all Probably I know. Week. Midnight on Thursday. Whenever I know, within ten <laughs> no, minutes, no, no. you do. I'll, the, I'll, uh, I I'll find out from that guy's manager whether or not he can be on the show on Friday. Try to make that happen. Okay. Try to make that happen. We did. It, they, For sure. We've we've talked. We'll see. So hopefully, we won't nice. say his name just yet. But uh, it would be a lot. No of names. Movie. It'll be fun to have him on the show. <laughs> It'll be a lot of fun. People will awesome. yeah, get it. We'll see. Caleb, did you uh, Rare, see him? I or? did. Rare Phenom, love you, brother. Yes, absolutely. Love, he won, uh, he won some, we, out of a done deal, I did another random number generator, and they won 12 ounces of coffee. Oh, great. Yeah. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Phenom. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. I gave him bagels. Okay. Peace. Peace. Peace out. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetic by the five bands. We want you to smoke the real thing.
One of them from a natural herb. Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it...